That's right, everybody. Let it take you back. And we're going back even further because guess what? Tonight, it's time for another installment of Is It Better Than Star Wars? That's right. And on the docket tonight is the classic film, The Graduate. And we're going to figure it out. Is The Graduate actually better than Star Wars? We're taking AFI to the test right here tonight on another Fly Casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle! I just might make us listen to the rest of that Lemonhead version of Mrs. Robinson so at the good. end of the podcast. It's I so love good. It. I love That'll it. be our hype music for the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Mike's just going to use that as his docket next episode. I have totes, a feeling that Mike is going to somehow convince his band that in their next <laughs> performance they're going to do that yeah. cover of uh, Mrs. Robinson. I'll meet the guys tomorrow, so yeah. I, I know. That's why you got the Elijah Craig here on the table. You're like, oh no, I bought that for the guys, and that's why I have it here with me alone tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had to try it out. Yeah. You never had the Elijah Craig? I've never had the Elijah Craig. Elijah Craig's not bad. No, it is pretty it's, smooth. It's like pretty it. smooth. It's got a little bite, which, it you know, does. people who are bite enthusiasts, which mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily, but there are some people that believe a whiskey has got to have a little back end burn. Mm-hmm. It's got just enough. Yep. But the flavor is super sweet. Yes. Yeah, just That's, like Eric's mom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Little bite. That's why you little put burn ice on the back. It's like a whiskey. fine bourbon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the burn on the back end's not little, though, and it requires a physician. <laughs> I don't know that. There might be a little discharge, that. too, but yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, <laughs> you mean when you get out of the hospital? <laughs> right. Okay, okay. I was concerned. Oh, okay. <laughs> I understand. No, that. that's if you don't get the pellet penicillin oh, no. in time. No, 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 Wait, no. Everything's what fine. What are you talking about? Everything's fine. Rainbow, sunshine. <laughs> hey, the movie we're talking tonight was made in the 60s. We can't go We can't go that blue, man. Mm. We didn't even have the movie rating system yet. Really? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. It was a summer of love. That right? was a, yeah. Those point. were some experimental times, man. That's I don't right. know. The Drugs 60s? Rock and roll. To... Woo! Early 60s. This wasn't late 60s. <sighs> Actually, I, don't, I think it takes place in the early 60s. I don't know. I don't know. We'll get to all that bull crap. But right now, welcome back, ladies and germs, to another Fly Casual. Hello. Woo. Episode number 342. Oh, um, Thank three, you. Do that forever I, so that I don't uh, have to try. 42. <laughs> yeah, 342. Correct. Daggum. Oh, correct. Daggum, yos. We hit, we're going to hit a thousand. We're all going to be like collecting AARP. Yeah, right. I, Mike's already collecting by collecting AARP, I mean getting pamphlets me. in the mail. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Just oh, I've gotten pamphlets for like ten years. <laughs> well, I mean the rest of us. <laughs> those of us. Those of us who don't have to color our hair to lie to. Everybody. Oh, oh, that's that's cold. <laughs> that's cold. I actually Burn. never thought about the fact that you might actually do that until I was saying the words, and I was oh, like, no. Oh no. Oh no! I I oh, revealed this on late. the podcast about hair. You did well, back when we were like doing the shaving and hair yes. episode. Nice. Which, by the way, you guys were shocked. You said no. By the way, yes. across from me on my left, Mr. Michael J. Archibald, yes. I was thinking about the shaving episode <laughs> the other day and how much you guys were pissed at me because I don't have to use shave cream or anything. <laughs> and you guys were like, that's bull crap? Yeah. Because yeah. I have very sensitive skin. Uh, I still feel like that. But I don't have to use any products. Hot water. Wow. Uh, so I have developed a new shaving method. Oh. 
I will. I'm going to reveal You're going to you with the grain now. Uh, no, no, no. Well, I've always gone with the grain, <laughs> but I'm going to reveal to you the dumbest justification ever. Right? Okay. Uh-oh. So there I still go. use like uh, disposable blades. You know, normal like uh, 32, 32 blade razor, whatever they are up to now. You know, like <laughs> you know, disposable use, blades. You use driving once, a combine. You can only use them face. once, like yeah. on half your face. Right. Well, no, that's remember. <laughs> I can use them for like four or five months. Oh no, <laughs> it hurts my face just thinking about that, gonna, and it doesn't. It like doesn't hurt me at all. Skin, yeah. It doesn't hurt me at all. My super sensitive. I'm allergic to everything. <laughs> You're most, a human. So what I realized, the thing at the top they call the conditioner strip, right? Yes, the right. thing above the blades. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what's the hell's it conditioning? If it's after I cut, is it supposed to make it hurt less? Because it it doesn't do. It's just a piece of junk. <laughs> so, but then I also thought that it, people have said that you can keep disposable blades sharp. By after you shave, you have a piece of denim. Like think of like an old razor strap for like a straight razor, right? A piece of like an old piece of jeans denim and you have it on a board and you go upward with the razor on and it sharpens the blade. The denim keeps the blade sharp. And I'm like, news to me. So what I started doing, and this is stupid. I don't know why I'm even talking about it. I shave with the grain. I pull down and then I push right back up with the razor, like firmly against my cheek and it feels really good. And I swear to you, my blade is staying sharper. I'm sharpening my own blade wow. with my face. You're a freak of nature. I did. I so know. So basically <laughs> what you're what saying is, with me. is your face is made of denim. Yeah. The only drawback is, but it's kind of fun, rather than having like, you know, you run it under the tap to get all the hair off of the razor while you're shaving and stuff. You no, guys, you throw it away. You guys also, <laughs> You guys also have all the cream and all that gel and garbage. I don't. But like it all, it leaves like all the hair that you pulled down. It just leaves it in a clump on your face when you go back up. You towel it off, and you don't have as much mess in the sink. It's great. Oh boy, (laughs) I'm gonna recruit everyone to the light. No, there you go. Yeah, I'm not sure that's gonna happen. I. I know this is stupid, but it works for me, and I I know I'm probably the only person on the face of the earth. Yeah, but shaving this way. I have to admit, I use those a lot longer than I should. I, I am almost ripped. Oh my yeah, but we're we're cheapskates. Oh, they're freaking expensive, man. Yeah, even dude, I get mine at Costco, which is like half the price of anywhere else, and I'm still like, this is ridiculous. This is not okay. <laughs> this is pretty much what I've resorted to. But it's German manufactured steel. I, I guys, a, it's imported. An electric trimmer that I just trim, mm-hmm. and I don't get down flush. It doesn't show place. at all, really. Well, I haven't done That's it for why. a few days. <laughs> I only do it a couple of times a week. You know, I was so, always fine when I was younger with the electric shaver. I'm but. like, I hate having my face red all the time and <laughs> in pain. See, that's the thing. That's that's I, why I grew a beard. Yes, yeah, seriously. If I hold my breath for 10 seconds, my skin will be beat red. I have the whitest, most Irish skin that, and like, it's going to turn. I just flicked myself in the cheek. It's red. It's turning red. It's already red. But I get no redness from shaving completely raw. Yeah. What is wrong with me? Am, guys, am I a robot? Um, you have I, to tell me this, if I ask you. It's like, it's like you have to tell me if you're a cop, you have to tell me if I'm a robot. I'm wondering if your hair you follicles are a cybernetic like organism. thinner or less dense or Dude, look something. At, look at my beard. It's pubic hair on a chin. I have the cool, thickest, sick. wiriest facial hair. He's a neck beard. It's true. I don't know. I don't know what's neck beard up. over here in his I basement. I don't know. <laughs> I have any beard on my neck. I mean, fucking neck How? How easy is it just to cut the hair when you're shaving? Is it comes right off? If it's a brand new blade, it's silky smooth. If it the blade's like a month old, 
it doesn't tug at all, but it's not as silky smooth as a brand new blade, but there's no tugging. There's no like, you I know, get tugging with a brand new blade. Yeah. See, I get no tugging. No tugging. Yeah, I, yeah, I have a no a tugging bit. policy. <laughs> if it tugs, it goes in the trash. If I haven't used razor blades in a long time because of this. And what I would always have to do is I'd have to take a electric razor and get it cut down and then use um, a, a, a razor yeah. blade when it's already fairly so smooth. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, it, oh, it's I the only way I can do it. If I let mine grow for like a week and then I go to shave with just a razor, there's going to be some tugging. But if I shave every four, three, four days, I'm just, even with an old blade, just shoop, 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 right through it. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. It doesn't look like my hair should work that way. I mean, look at my head. My hair is thick. Mm-hmm. And the hair on my face is seriously might as well. Well, your hair, you've got a lot of hair. I have a lot of it. But is each individual hair... That's a good question. I don't know. My I've been but, told I have very thick hair. But by, that usually means the Yeah, there's a lot of it. Yeah. And it, that's all that's as far as they go when every hairstylist I've ever been to gushes about my hair to the point where I almost feel guilty that I have it. It's the one thing I got going for me. I'm okay. You should feel guilty about having it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the oh, three of man. us are uh Yeah. A little thin. Receding or thinning in various yeah. My dad's Spots hair. My dad's hair is shock white, and it has receded maybe three quarters of an inch. And he's in his mid seventies, so I feel like it's the one thing I got. The <laughs> I got one it. thing I got, I got going. It. So anyway, good there to know you're doing okay over there, Mike. That's yeah, great. Over there, Master yeah. Joe, Stephen J. Howie. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm really glad for Mike's hair coloring as well. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. forgot that you revealed that. I completely yeah. forgot. Yeah. You know what? You do it well, though. You still your chops are still white. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got, you got the a, beard is yeah, white. So little, but every year I get closer to Santa Claus. <laughs> mm-hmm. I de- oh, ho, my, ho. my my soul patch is almost is it's like sixty percent. Yeah, at this point. So yeah, Ugh. and then cross pond down a few, Mister Garrick Notche. Hair. hair, hair. Give me a head with hair. Uh, hair. Oh wait, yeah. long beautiful hair. This is fu- this is very interesting. We're talking about this, like the musical. I had mm-hmm. a dream last night. Last night that I oh. went to scratch. I had more hair on my face mm. in my dream last night because I've, I've sometimes do have a lot more hair on your face. It down. So yeah, I've, yeah, I've uh, recently shaved my beard off, but I still have my goatee, and I went to like scratch in like a bunch of clumps, <laughs> just start falling out. I have those dreams sometimes. That's, uh, those are scary. Do you guys weird. ever have the? Do you have the? Is that like similar to the teeth falling out dream where yes, your teeth just start coming out? I've had out? that too. Yeah, I've only had that once, but I've heard that a lot of people have that a lot. I won't say I have it a lot, but I've had that. I had well, it, I, that I recall one time. And you I look down and there's a tooth up. like in your like cereal bowl or something. You're like, oh, oh no, you got meth mouth. Well, yeah, and you like reach <laughs> up and another tooth comes out in your hand. <laughs> and suddenly, suddenly it's <laughs> like it's like full poltergeist. Well, yeah, exactly. Your you're just off. pulling your face off and it's steak, the steaks wiggling along the countertop. <laughs> <laughs> Maggots are pouring out of it. We're just oh, showing yeah. how much we have deep-seated anxiety. <laughs> Mike, how often do you dream that you're back in college and you have no idea when your classes are or where they are and also it's the end of the semester and you're yeah. just realizing you're gonna fail you don't know how many times i dream that i'm back in college i didn't go to college really <laughs> but I, i'm back in college but i'm with 
mostly goons. Yeah. I'm yeah. at Olivet for some reason. <laughs> because that's where well, we were. So you, we but just sucked of, you in. A lot man. of times Mike's there. <laughs> just other, Dude, you're all there when I'm in there. <laughs> you weren't, but you all I'm are like, now. I think I have this deep rooted thing inside me that I wish I had gone away to college. I don't know. Because I have those dreams several times a year. <laughs> you know what? It was it's okay. When I dream of Olivet, the buildings that I'm in, the campus around it is clearly Olivet's campus, but it's 900 times the size because <laughs> the buildings that I've inserted don't exist. Yeah, right. Because you're trying to get to class and... It's yeah. just like running down the never-ending hallway, oh, right? Exactly, I mean, just, exactly. But the my, campus is like, it's like the size of an actual college my, instead of the one we went to. My college dreams have nothing to do with college. It's all about social things in college. You know, funny you should mention that. Our college experience had nothing to do with college. It was all about the social experience. <laughs> <laughs> got him. We got a degree. Just, I'm, never, I'm never in class. so I oh. just dream about cigars. I don't know. <laughs> what does Wait. that mean? Do you know? I'm not sure. Can <laughs> someone interpret my dream? <laughs> I'm afraid to, really, <laughs> if you think about it. Mike, you went to a real school, though. You can't say I that. Did. You can't was, say. You went to the school where big, they invented. And I really did have anxiety about getting to the next class. <laughs> they, they invented sexual studies. I can't imagine if I'd gone to a, a school on a campus the size of like Bloomington. Also, where like you know, it is literally uphill both ways to every class. <laughs> yeah, because that Indiana. whole college is built onto a mountain. It is. It's something else. Yeah, it's a beautiful campus, though, man. It really is. Everything's limestone down there. It's gorgeous. Yeah, that. Thank you, Cutters. Yeah, thanks, Cutters. Thanks, well, thanks <laughs> the Cutters. That's what they call the locals. A lot there. of limestone in Indiana, I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. Under yeah, it, we especially. Got limestone yeah. up here, right? uh, we got a gravel pit. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. They're not cutting limestone, but. That's right. <laughs> well, hey, Mike, do we have any news today? Yeah, I might have some. A little bit of news. Oh. Are, they, are they cutting the He cheese? surprised me. He said he didn't have any. I know. He has some. You're a liar. I don't know what to do. I You're know. a liar of lies. You are a liar. I got a couple of rumory things. You sit so. on a throne of Those lies. Those aren't Wait. news items. That's, that's rumors. That's news. That's you you got to play the rumor music now. You smell Come like... On. No, one's news. You smell like beef and cheese. Oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> I heard one's, you get ready to say it. One's that. more news than the other. Let's just put it that way. Uh, All right. So okay. Robert, Robert Downey Jr. in the news. RDBJ. So supposedly, uh, I got that and, wrong. And we were talking about this a little bit before the <laughs> podcast, but uh, the uh, the old Sherlock movies that he was in, I looks oh, like yeah. we're getting a little bit of a resurgence. The ones he on. was in with Benedict Cumberbatch? Uh, no, not no. the Benedict. No, wait, that's Avengers. It'd be the Jude Law. Jude Law, <laughs> oh, the Jude Jude Law and, the, and the Yellowstone in, Girl. It was in uh, Sherlock. <laughs> yeah. Just not it's with the Guy Ritchie ones. The Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes yeah. movies. Yeah. Which which, which were fun. I like no, those movies. I didn't watch okay. the second Was the second one worth watching? I watched the I first thought one. It, yeah, I thought good. it was just as okay. good as the first. It's not as good as the first, but it's the same vein. Okay. Yeah. You're gonna I mean, it's got Moriarty in I'll it. I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. I'll watch it. I just keep forgetting Jared to watch Harris it. Jared Harris' Moriarty is pretty, pretty awesome. So back in the Olivet days, <laughs> Sancho's marking his bingo card. Already, I think he's putting multiple things on the same square. Um, uh, Brian and I, friend of the show, Brian and I were Circle like gets hardcore into Sherlock Holmes. Like we had old, ratty, like dime store Sherlock Holmes thrift store books sitting around, and uh, and when this movie came out, I was like frothing. And, oh yeah, yeah, and I loved it. Like it was definitely a hot take, but I loved the guy Ritchie. It was a very hot take when the first yeah. one came out. Uh, I was around there, yeah. It was like right when we were in the in the in the real excitement for whatever reason. Like back then, they were also cranking out like PC games. 
that nobody knew about. I mean, there was also the Young Sherlock Holmes series. It was on like PBS and stuff like that. Like, oh yeah, yeah, there was a lot of See, great now stuff. I'm dating, my, I'm dating myself, but when I think Sherlock Holmes, we oh, used Lord. to watch the old Basil. TV. The PBS version. Yeah, the the I can't remember his last name. His first name was Basil. Was it? Yeah, he was great. Mm-hmm. Those old PBS series, those were pretty awesome, and they they were mm-hmm. pretty true to the 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 stories in the books. So I feel I like thought. every version, in its own way, that I've seen mm-hmm. is pretty true to the is source it? material. Every version takes some liberties, but I feel like everybody <laughs> does it is passionate about it. Except sure. Benedict Cumberbatch, that version is not. Oh come on! But there are parts <laughs> of it where it's like. They literally took what would be okay. Perfect example: the uh, the 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 acid LSD kind of piece, like and the opium, you know, mm-hmm. the opiates and stuff like that that were kind of toyed with in the source material. They like what would be the modern day equivalent of that? Because back then, how taboo would that have been? And the modern day equivalent of that taboo, according to people, made Sherlock was addiction to nicotine. He didn't smoke. He just would put like nicotine patches all over his arms because he needed that boost. <laughs> and that is nowadays as taboo, theoretically, as like sure. opium or laudanum or whatever would have been right back but in I, the in that. So I, I, I don't know. I, I really like Sherlock. I, I like how they they said, what can we do that's completely different? But through yeah. the lens is equated. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It's just if you because they were doing a one to one ratio of. Like you know, the first was it the first episode was a study in red. Yeah, is what the but it's after the study in scarlet. Yeah, like if you read the short story and watched the show, they were completely different. Mm. But they somehow that's true. had the same name. The story, <laughs> what, yeah, yeah, the story. I still loved it though. Yeah, it was the, awesome. The stories were very interpretive, but mm-hmm. for me, it was the spirit of the like the spirit of the characters. I felt was really really cool i mean they definitely made watson a little harder edged but i i liked that i thought that was great mm-hmm. so anyway what mike so <laughs> there's a thing anyway robert dowdy supposedly rdb fj5 this isn't just a one-off a i third. think they're they're making two or three esquire so are they're with signing on for two or three of these more movies. guy Ritchie movies I don't know if Guy Ritchie is Guy involved. Ritchie. Oh, come on. I, I love Guy Ritchie. Robert Downey and uh, Jude Law. Yeah. If they don't yeah, have version. Jude Law, they don't have a movie. Jude Law was such a agreed a, yeah. a, a perfectly gentle or a, a well-mannered antithesis. Okay, I t- we have to take a moment and appreciate yeah. Jude Law. Let's do a Jude Law episode. Garrick's on. Yeah. Garrick, yeah, Jude, Jude, Jude Law is... Yeah. I still love I think, Jude Law. Yeah, who doesn't, man? I mean, he's... I, Attica, in my opinion, on. I think he's underrated. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But I feel like maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I I, know, it's, I like it's always felt to me that Jude Law is as rated as he wishes to be. I, I agree, That's yeah. a good way to put yeah. it, because I would say that's... Yeah, that's... I think yeah. that's and right. here's the thing. I could be completely wrong. Jude Law could prob- could be so mad that his career isn't more than it is, and, and I just... But, it, but just whoever's managing it has made me say, completely yeah. unaware. Like, it feels like Jude Law is right where Jude Law wants I, yeah. to be. I, and I, I appreciate yeah. actors can that can find that... Yeah. That... That, plane of existence. You know I, mean, I mean, he's GD Dumbledore right now in theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To limited acclaim. <laughs> yeah. and? He, he was awesome in the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes, he was. And I will say that of the two Fantastic Beast movies I've seen, Jude Law is the best part of either of them because I, I don't know that he's even in the first one, but Jude Law is the highlight. But anyway, this is for Robert Downey a pretty. This is kind of a step forward for him. The reason being, wait, he hasn't there's done... a step forward for that guy. Well, 
yes, because he hasn't <laughs> done a whole lot since Avengers. He's done Doolittle. But that yeah, was Doolittle was like, pretty much it. But he also, it. it's kind of because he doesn't really need to. No, Avengers I, I understand that, like but... Not that old. I No, it's not. I mean, what? Endgame was 2019, and he did Doolittle in 2020. Also, Doolittle. Not great. No. Fun. I could watch once. COVID. But, I mean, the guy's... The guy's has resurrected a career that was, for all intents and purposes, dead. It was absolutely dead. He couldn't be insured. No one would insure him on a film. <laughs> right. So lock or lock stock and two smoking barrels barely happened. So from from his you know you know slow rise in the eighties nineties and then his crash and then, and yeah, then prison time a, yeah prison yeah. time everything else. So I mean he's had a wonderful career and just the fact that he's I don't know getting. Take, taking more projects on, I, that's a good sign for we me. We all want more RDBJ Twelve Five. Yes, I want. Yeah. He's going to be an Oppenheimer in a couple of years. Ooh, is he? Not as Oppenheimer, but he's going to be in the movie. Okay, okay interesting. so I have a weird. Cillian Murphy's Oppenheimer. Death. That makes worlds. sense, and also that gives me trepidation because I need I need to watch more Peaky Blinders. Cillian Murphy to me is the first shot of Jack Daniels you've ever had in your life. It burns like heck, but you know it's good because everybody tells you it is. So you have to slowly drink more of it to get used to it. Don't drink and drive, especially if my niece is listening. Don't drink at all. <laughs> um, but but like I know I should like Cillian Murphy, but I struggle to like Cillian Murphy. Like I know he's good. I Cillian Murphy is just one of those guys. I don't know. Twenty eight days later, like, I liked him in that. It, I I've not seen anything where I disliked him. That's the thing. But like, he, he always seems like he's on the cusp of like breaking through and becoming yeah, like, have you watched Scarecrow? And like, especially a <laughs> Scarecrow. Perfect example. Like it's so thumb up its butt. And then when he shows up in the third movie, it's like, oh, we're back here again. huh? <laughs> but like, have you watched any Peaky Blinders? I've just dipped a toe into it. I feel like that's going to be the one that cements him for me. Really? Well, he's like the main character, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of different characters you know, it's like the Sopranos in early 20th century Britain, more or less. And his character has a slight mystique to it that's not annoying like a lot of his other characters. So, okay. Yeah, okay. but that's... I'm ready. I, I, I'm ready. Thank know, you, Gary. I don't know. He's a working actor. <laughs> and I don't know. I like Silly Murphy. He's all right. But, okay. So, I have a rumory thing. His eyes are too beautiful. That's, that's my problem. Star Wars related. <laughs> oh, so Star supposedly, Wars. Supposedly. Uh-oh. I didn't quite understand what these people were talking about. Any, oh, no. Anyway, Daisy Ridley in the news, boys. Ooh, Daisy Ridley. So apparently, I like Daisy Ridley. I think supposedly I just need more Daisy Ridley. To, I need more Cillian Murphy and Daisy Ridley together. Apparently. Supposedly, Ooh. there's some freeing up in her schedule or whatever, and there's some theories that this is Star Wars related. That she may be coming back to the Star Wars galaxy. I would like to see the Star Wars story progress past Rise of Skywalker, and if that involves <sighs> that she has a piece in it, that's great. I'm yeah. so conflicted. Because I mean, I don't, I'm not excited about any of it, but I'd like it to keep going. I like, I I would say I more than like Daisy Ridley. I am more than likely like Daisy Ridley. I would love to see her in the hands of a competent writer director. And I really, really want to like the Ray character (laughs) more than I do. Right. I I do on some level. I feel like a, a lot of people could probably, once they get past their initial harumphs, could say, yes. It would be nice if someone would give me an avenue think, to appreciate all the I potential think the problem, that was there. And, and yeah, and maybe this is, you know, hopefully, I'm cross your fingers, that this could be the 
you know, the redemption like uh, Ewan McGregor's going through right now with one you know, hopes. Yeah. One, one hopes. hopes. Cross your fingers with that series. By the time you hear this um, episode, we're all going to be all right on the cusp. I just, it's, it's hard for her because I think most people would say they like her, but the, her character arc was such that a lot of people feel that her character stepped on the Luke character and made it irrelevant. Oh man, blah, it blah, doesn't, blah. that doesn't even matter to me at this point. The character's poorly written. I mean, let's go right to the point where in uh, in Force Awakens, where she's like, where they're on Han's whatever ship that he has when he, you know, with the yeah. Raptors rolling around, she's like, oh, if I plug this thing into this, it'll do this. And <laughs> like, it's like, okay, <laughs> she's being a decent actress, but this is really cringy because J.J. Abrams a terrible director. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I know. I hate it because I do uh, actually, and it's not just her. It's all those actors. They are all good the cast, actors. The cast is well. Oscar Isaac's piece. I mean, I, yeah, Oscar right. Isaac. He's just. I mean, he's he's yeah. on fire. He's, yeah. he's on the next level. Yeah, he, he is. Really he really is. is above all those actors. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's one of those scary good actors that I hope no one ever says that offset. He's or off camera. He acts like Crispin Glover. Or something. <laughs> yeah, because that's the kind of thing you expect. <laughs> right. Like he's so good that Someday you just expect like, him to be Aw. messed up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm but, sure he's method. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that he is. I guess I don't know how I feel about post um, Rise of Skywalker material yet. <laughs> I don't know that there's You're, been enough time I, for me. For me, it has to happen and to <laughs> rip the band aid sooner than rip them. If you do it now, expectations will be low. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. do it now. If you wait too long, expectations will grow again. Maybe I, I just, don't know. The just, flower bed's pretty brown at this point. I just don't know how you redeem all that that stuff. You and, don't. You just move forward and just try to yeah. get and do a you good have, thing. You have Ray training Finn and just have a separate story with. I guess I don't know if he wants to come back. Oscar Isaac's character Poe. You have see to me. You have a whole new Admiral story. Thrawn. You have. Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, hopefully, Jade we get that in Ahsoka, and, right? Yeah, but yeah. to me, you do a whole new story with whole new characters, and at some point, Ray comes in as like a Galadriel character. She's not part of the primary story, but she's is <laughs> what, a major. What they should have done with Luke? <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> I didn't expect then, to be cornered so easily. And then she'll take the lightsaber and throw it over. Her. <laughs> <laughs> and just a sand hole opens yeah. up and swallows yeah. it. So <laughs> yeah, him develop. They should develop Finn more. He, and they'll finally find the Lutan floating through space. They should is, have you know developed Finn more. Finn I don't know if it, there's any return for that now. The Finn character was such oh, fodder for all those it, movie makers. I don't I don't even know why JJ even brought him in. I'm actually okay with saying racism here. I don't like it when people decry racism at just willy-nilly. I always that's a very big claim. But I'm okay with people just going, oh, here's like our literal, like your one of token, our main characters character. and we're going to turn him into, and, but not only that, just a token in this direction and now a token in that direction, never meaningful in any way. Like now, oh, he's the comic relief. Oh, he's off on the boondoggle mission. Oh, he's inconsequential. Like it's just like abused from front to back. And yes, maybe it's just coincidental bad storytelling by a couple of different filmmakers, but it feels like he became a throwaway character, even though the first half of I don't think Force there Awakens was, makes it feel like he's supposed to be. I don't think there was an intent to do that, but this not is not an intent, but a what, casual. But well, no, this is what you get when you don't when you don't <laughs> when you try to do a Star Wars trilogy. And Without you don't a, have an overarching story to begin with. You can't say that because George Lucas are we didn't. Going, are we going here again, guys? <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 okay. no. That's Pull true, but, true, but not at true. least if you don't have some collaboration. <laughs> I don't know. I 
I I feel that Finn's character, and again, I don't, I I do not like pulling the race card. As no, I don't either. Just but, let him know, succeed a, at literally anything. Like yeah, <laughs> like he was correct. literally treated like a Bojangles type ridiculous. They did that character. They tried well, they, and and the sad thing is. I hate He's it because Jar Jar, by the time he gets to Rise mm-hmm. of Skywalker, and even Jar Jar was called racist. <laughs> yeah. Well, by the time he, he gets to kind of was, yeah, kind of. <laughs> it just sucks because by the time he gets to Rise of Skywalker, they're like, "Oh yeah, we kind of fucked up this character. Let's at the last second pull. Let's throw this line in. You yeah. know, oh he's force sensitive, and it's maybe like, just like ah. we they didn't even make that clear. They went ten percent of what they they should have nah, fifty. I think they were pretty clear, but that that's what. You're claiming anything was clear on that movie. The only thing that's clear on that movie is that horsies can ride on starships. In space. In space, space horsies. Space horsies on the surface of starships. Oh, God. That happened. And that okay, was wait, not the worst movie of the can, trilogy. Can we move on, please? Oh, poor That's Howard. all I had for news. Oh, no. It's me. It's time for Parks by the Week. Woo! The Porks. I don't know if y'all know this, but I would like to read you an excerpt from the Rob Reiner film, Rumor Has It. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is that what we're talking about? I didn't watch it. Yeah, I, I'm confused. How Go about ahead. Butch Cassidy and the Thundance Kid? Uh, Is that a movie? Yes. Catherine Roth. I was in love with her. You want to talk about Catherine Roth, the graduate. Was she drop dead gorgeous or what? Hey, hey, let me tell you something about the graduate that few people know. Ooh. It was Richard Dreyfus's first movie. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Dreyfus. Re- yeah, he was in the background, wasn't he? <laughs> I think he had a line, like one line. His, like I'll call the cops. Yeah. His line was yeah. <laughs> that was like, it. You want me to call the cops? I'll call, I'll call the cops. The cops. <laughs> I'll call the cops. It was a straight up <laughs> Richard Dreyfus like delivery. <laughs> you barely see his face because he turns his head and just immediately darts he off. He looks screen. at Mr. Roper. I'll call the cops. Yeah, Mr. Roper. I'll call the cops. <laughs> This guy seems a little. Mm. You dare me to call the cops? I don't like you. I'll do it. Are you one of those rebel rousers? He was. Ha- I was just half ready for Mister Roberts to do the little, the little hand gesture that he always did when he was talking to Jack Tripper. <laughs> yeah. He didn't want to say gay or homosexual because you weren't allowed to say that, even though the whole premise of the show was, was predicated yeah. on the fact that he was allowed to live with these two girls because it's okay because you know, he's gay. You know, he's a little. And he, yeah, he put, he hand put his gesture. Yeah, he put it like, and I have never seen anyone else use that hand gesture. <laughs> he had like his own version. <laughs> Whatever. I loved it. I'm sorry. Three's Company was great. Whatever. Uh, kind of John Ritter. Not that there's anything wrong with it. No, no. Not there's anything wrong with it. Of course not. No. <laughs> We're combining sitcoms. It's getting very meta up in here. It's time to talk about some. St- yeah, stuff. Are you gonna say Star Wars? We are talking Kinda. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Because it is another episode of Is It Better Than Star Wars? Garrick, what would you please describe to the listeners the premise behind Is It Better Than Star Wars? Oh, sure, I would be glad to. So the premise is. The AFI Top 100 American Film Industry Institution. 
something like that. But Idiots it's is really what Idiots. it stands for. <laughs> it's the Institute rated all the American movies ever made, ever in made, 1998. ever. And they made, had the they gall, were only the ones made the, in 1998. The audacity, okay, to rank Star Wars, those bastards, number 15 out of 100. I that means I according to the AFI. <laughs> There are 14 I've got a list of names. Let's dox them right now. <laughs> Better than Star Wars. Oh, bastards. 14! Wait, is Will Ridiculous. Smith on that list? Oh, wait, it just <laughs> went down one. <laughs> <laughs> you get Star Wars out of your effing mouth! <laughs> <laughs> Keep the Star Wars out, out of your effing, effing mouth! mouth. <laughs> I will! Okay. <laughs> so we've been through... Oh. What, seven of these? Six? I don't know. Let's see. One, God, two, three, me. four, five, six. We've been through seven of these. We're halfway there. there. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're on number seven, The Graduate. The Graduate. We will, go, we will talk about the movie, and then at the end, we will use the AFI's very criteria Their ratings to rank this movie and see if it truly is better than Star Wars. No. Indeed we will. And then we'll show them. Quickly go through the ones face. that we've already done. Yeah, let's let's yeah, run the through ones the we've list. already done. In starting room. with yeah. number fourteen, some like it hot. Good movie. Good movie liked it. The Surprisingly, Bridge the yeah. no, not good. Not better than Star Wars. Not not Kwai was a hard watch. Uh, yep, I liked Bridge Over the River Kwai quite a bit. I, I, wanted to get I think we were, we were split exactly down the middle on that one. I don't recall being saying it was definitely better than Star Wars, but I could definitely see how some of it. I said it was definitely not. It has, than that's Star Wars. true. You did say <laughs> that. It deserved to be on the list. It I'll say yeah. that. Much. It was a good fight. Yeah. It had Obi Wan in it. We're gonna do. It yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then Sunset Boulevard. Good movie. Which again. Liked way more than I thought I was gonna. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we all pretty much were in accord that we like that movie, and also that it was a it huge was contender. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then uh, it's a wonderful life. Yeah. Mike and I agree that it's probably better than Star Wars. Yeah, oh, yeah I, that's yeah. the one we were exactly split on. Yeah. Yeah. I and then fools. And then fools for man. some reason. Singing in the rain, which was, was a resounding <laughs> hell no from the group. Yeah. It has some artistic merit, but not yes, enough make to it even laugh be on the a, top 100. I'm make sorry. them laugh was a great song, agreed. But the movie was trash. It had some great music that wasn't trash. written for the it movie. Yeah, none of it was. Right. It was awful. Terrible and movie. it went up on the list. Yeah, on the revised yeah, five, up to number five. It's in the top five now. Singing in the rain is trash. American trash. Film uh, idiots. Yep. Number nine was Schindler's List. Mm. Mike, yeah. Mike had cry. he was, was laying in his silk sheets <laughs> that day that we recorded, <laughs> eating bonbons and drinking white wine and crying <laughs> his eyes out. His silk sheets were soaked by the end uh, with yeah. pee and white wine. <laughs> he, he, he and, and cry and cry. You guys had Lots to come over cry. and scoop me up and bring me over to the podcast. <laughs> he was naked like the Schindler's List people. <laughs> we just. Scooped up the silk sheets, <laughs> flinged them over our Yeah, well, we didn't realize Grandpa over. Mike was this emaciated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he went through his own no. personal holocaust. I think I we all agreed that technically that movie was actually better than Star Wars, yeah, if I, I recall correctly. We all agreed that, right? Yeah. yeah. It was actually deserved to be higher. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then the last one we did, of course, was On the Waterfront. Yeah. Which was good, but I don't think any of us said it was nah. better than Star Wars. Nah. Right. No. Not even kind of. Yeah. 
No, that went down to that one actually went down when they re-ranked it to number nineteen below Star Wars. So mm. they were in a. Where's Chino's list go again? It went down. It went up one. Sorry to eight. So it's still yeah. better than Star Wars, according to. AFL. Actually, all these have that we've ra- rated have gone down below Star Wars, except Singing in the Rain so far. That's just the <laughs> the one we are head. so united on how terrible that movie is. Yeah. That is such a masturbatory thing. Uh, so that tells you, like, we're we're pretty close with AFI when they re rank this, except for except that for that one, one. <laughs> for some. God damn reason that's oh. better than everybody Star Wars. likes to make them laugh. No. That's I just don't get it. I don't either. That movie is so terrible. It, Very few redeeming qualities. Horrible yeah. movie. So today, and even, the back, all... even the stuff that happened in the background. Terrible. <laughs> How Debbie Reynolds yeah. was handled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you know the background <laughs> of the movie, it's even worse. <laughs> the dancing yeah. was okay. There was some meta. Anyway, we're not talking about that. No, we're we about are the not. graduate. Yes. 1967. Correct. Not early 60s, mm. late 60s. Late 60s. Summer Alone, 1967. <laughs> yeah. I'm revising what I said. No, I actually did revise it already earlier. Uh. <laughs> the Graduate, which is one of the first films you'll watch in any film study. Okay, course, so had ever had any of the four of us seen this movie prior to I it have being not. Yes, I have not. I've I took parts saw, of it. I didn't see it. Howie didn't see it. Garrett? I've seen parts of it. I don't think i actually sat down and watched it all the way through before garrick was a part of a viewing and abandoned it that sounds like me yep because <laughs> the second time i watched the movie you were there at first <laughs> <laughs> the uh first time i watched the movie was in a high school film studies course okay yep would make sense mm-hmm because and that is it is literally a staple in the study of films. So one of the day. things I realized I had no idea what this movie was. I've always known that it's a Dustin Hoffman, you know, classic and and all that stuff. And people, you know, it's his best movie and blah blah blah. I don't know if I'd say even that. Uh, but, a lot of people do. Yeah. No, Not Hook yet. is his best movie, Mike. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> that's the first oh, thing I want. Whoa. Nothing's better. What? I thought it was Tootsie Captain myself, Hook, but come Tootsie's, on, Tootsie's <laughs> substantial. You get some yeah, early Gina Davis the, work. Uh, Rain Man, though. Rain Man's oh, up there. Rain, Rain Man. Good. I forgot about There's that. Always one. the Rain Man. Wag the duck. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Actually. That movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that movie's funny, man. I want the credit. I, I want Let's the see. credit. <laughs> they lead him off. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's remembering scenes from Wag the Dog like other people remember them. I know, nobody does. Uh, He's clapping. Me like, what are you talking about? Like, uh, these are lines, I guess. <laughs> I saw a movie in theaters and went, never again. I think you guys are forgetting he was in Kung Fu Panda. That's true. Oh, that's true. Like all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've like never seen version. A Kung Fu Panda. Me either, Panda. and I don't want to. Oh, really? But yeah, you know that Dustin Black. Hoffman's in all of them. No, but what I realized when I watched this movie is like... Black. I had yeah, that seen I scenes from this movie. I just didn't realize it was The Graduate. <laughs> that blows my mind. This makes me feel like movie. such an old film snob. This is the second movie he was in too. Dustin mm-hmm. Hoffman. What was his first? Yeah, we don't. We don't. By the way, the guy was not reviewing. The that. guy was born in thirty-seven. So when he made this, he was thirty. I he was twenty-nine. Was he was 29 when they shot the film. Uh, Anne Bancroft, interestingly, was only 30, 35, 36. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. She was supposed to be playing twice his age. Yeah, they were like, like about six years, years apart. apart. Yeah, they, six. Int- I mean, they intentionally did her makeup to make her well, look yeah, older and than he, she was. But which is did, something we discussed in my sophomore, he, junior year high school. I mean, he really pulled off the young 20-year-old, 20, well, I guess 22-year-old. Outside of the of fact college, that his yeah. beak arrived everywhere five minutes earlier than he did, <laughs> yes, he looked young. 
<laughs> I mean, Justin, pretty good. Justin Hoffman's always had big nose, but yeah, he looked pretty good. He's nice and skinny, tan. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I, I've got to mention nice. this just because we mentioned Rain Man earlier. So I always thought that was a weird pairing growing up that Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise, it's like they don't look like brothers. Oh my gosh, Dustin Hoffman at that age. Looks like Tom Cruise looks with a like huge Tom beak. Cruise, yeah, with a big nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, okay. no, he was he was trim. He had the hair that yeah. Tom Cruise was rocking yeah. for like 20 years. Yeah, sure did. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's a better pairing than I gave it credit for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I got you, Mike. Got me. So the graduate mm-hmm. comes out and it causes a giant scandal based on a book that had come out several years earlier. Mm-hmm. And creates a giant scandal because of the sexual nature of the movie, the, of the plot. Uh, was there? Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, kind of part of it, bud. Thematically. <laughs> I thought they were just having slumber parties. <laughs> <laughs> Naked slumber parties. <laughs> they were yeah. pillow fighting and yeah. eating yeah. candy. Yeah. Wrestling. Blanket forts, right? Bonbons all night, watching movies. Come yeah. On. And uh, so for those of you who don't know, which it blows my mind, but apparently a lot of people, even Mike's age, missed out when this film was in theaters. Uh, (laughs) And he was like, Mike was the same age as Dustin Hoffman, too. I'm pretty sure. It it was six years before I was born. Dustin Hoffman's in his (laughs) 80s. I'm scared. Um, So Uh anyway. Yeah. Uh Oh, yeah. Uh Oh, Uh oh, Uh oh. Wapner. Oh. Gotta watch Wapner. <laughs> you watch followed by Wapner. I'm an excellent driver. Uh-oh, fart. Oh, fart. Did you just fart, Raymond? Yeah. <laughs> Did you just effing fart in here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear God. We I were teasing to do this. <laughs> we were teasing my daughter the other day because we were telling her when she was little, you know, your kids are still in diapers, but they can walk around on their own accord, but they're still in diapers. <laughs> They don't, and they're not potty trained to go to the bathroom. When they when they stop, and they grunt. stop very suddenly, <laughs> and they get like a very focused look on their face. The stop and brace. My daughter had a very specific face that would come on because she was pushing so hard. Uh-huh. She would get this face, and we she would go like over behind the corner of the couch and get this <laughs> look on her face, and we call out her name, and we you know we we just call out her name and just without pause, yeah. <laughs> Are you pooping? Yeah. <laughs> and I, we would die laughing because she was so focused. That's how, like, she's grunting. She's like, yeah, yeah, like, without a moment's pause. And it was so Rain Man-esque, our little cute daughter pooping in the corner. <laughs> we would die. We would just, and we still, every time we laugh, oh, but it's like an ongoing gag in the family. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you pooping? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> she knew we were going to ask. Yeah, yeah. It was public knowledge. Yeah, she went around the edge of the couch, but she knows she's found out. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That, yeah. What, what, what movie are we talking about tonight? <laughs> the Graduate. The Graduate, of course. Okay, it so I sat down to watch this movie, and again, going in with no, no, no real knowledge or knowledge that I didn't know I already had, anyway. Yeah. That's and, like uh, it's like on the waterfront and Garrick finding out I could have been a contender was from <laughs> yes, that movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So not raging bull. I just <laughs> really tried to absorb this as it came to me. Common and mistake. There were different phases of this movie because I mean, out of the gate, I mean, this kid is basically getting off a plane. He's just graduated. College. He's on the longest moving walkway <laughs> in the history of airport terminals. <laughs> right. 
I kept looking for a cut, like they'd spliced it together to make the walkway look longer because that whole opening, this back then is before Star Wars. So you had to have the entire credits in the opening of the movie. Right. Right. Because remember, it was George Lucas that broke that that rule and got him kicked him out of the director's guild. Yeah. And so their way of doing it was to just have Dustin Hoffman on the right hand side of the screen from the waist up on a moving walkway. So the wall's just going by (laughs) and then all the credits right in front of him for five to ten minutes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But that's yeah. okay, because we're going to throw some really prosaic Simon and Garfunkel at you. Yeah. Hello, darkness. To say the least. So, yeah. So, he's getting off the plane. He's going home. I've come to talk with you um, again. So, it's, it's basically a young man trying to figure out what to do with his life, right? I mean, he's kind of lethargic about things. He doesn't know what to do. He's always uh, mom and dad, a young man. And as soon as he gets home, I mean, they're literally throwing him the graduation party, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like thrown in his face immediately. Yeah. The family's having a giant dinner party. There's Pasadena and family. These are, and they're all. No, these are upper middle class. I would go ahead and say it's okay uh, to say upper, upper class. class. Yeah. 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 True. Did you yeah, see no, the car he right. was driving? Very, Correct. Correct. Very. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have a class. job, but he could stay in a hotel every night. Come True. On. <laughs> okay. Yes. Upper class. He there wasn't paying was for anything with his own money. Yeah. True. You're yeah. right. I'm wrong. I am right. I'm you correct. are wrong. Mike has lived such a privileged <laughs> life. He's like, I don't know. This may be upper middle. He's holding his hand in the air and like moving it around and waiting for us no, to nod. Really, <laughs> really what it was pores. is he's afraid to call it upper even though he wanted to. So he put the middle in there. Yeah. Just they to don't even have reaction. servants. And say, okay, I can yeah, actually these say were, These were filthy rich people. But You're in right. Mike's defense, he's old enough that he invested a dollar in stock when he was young and now it's like, like 6.4 billion. No, sex, actually, sex no. And it's, I don't know why why it is but it is and it's good that you correct me there because that's that's part of this i mean oh yeah this is this is the late 60s so this is a time where you know social mores and norms are being pushed to the limit right i yep. mean this is you know prior to that there was the idyllic you know post-world war ii america where you know yeah 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 graduate high school you go to college you, you know you graduate you get married i mean there's there's a formula right I yeah mean, and, and even more so in the upper echelon of society where correct. the expectations are higher. Much higher, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And actually, this would have been... I mean, when did uh, when did Vietnam start? I don't even... Was that the, six, this story had nothing about nothing to do with... No, the, it, it didn't, but Vietnam I'm just trying... Vietnam started around the time the film came out, but again, the book came out in the early 60s. Okay. So Yeah, I guess, so that really had nothing to do with right. it. Right. I was just trying completely to apart place it that. in... That, no? you know, because this is, you know, but if you went to college, during- just, but just think of this, this is the actual 60s, because as we are as popular culture, pop culture, as the kids say, uh, refer to the 60s, it's all free love and hippies. And that was total bull crap. No, it was the, as, the, the, the 60s were as much free love and hippies as the 80s were all about surfer culture. Yeah. On TV. Yeah, in the movies, well, but mean, in I real think, life, the across the country, that was. I would not say true. the first half of the sixties, and I'm sure there's going to be people out here who disagree with me. Not that listen to us. 60s, You're the oldest person that I would ever say hears this the first podcast. half of the sixties were much like the fifties. It was the yes. late sixties where things were starting to get pushed. But the even, it was but the fifties with was, even thinner ties. Yeah, but even <laughs> even that pushing the envelope that was more like I don't want to say propaganda, but it's more. Uh, glamorized like on television and mm-hmm. and so they it made you feel like this was everywhere when it 
No, it wasn't everywhere. No, it was still, still there's still people going to work every day. Yeah, the, the, the most of the country was factory working yeah. and and commercial working. They weren't business owners and business suits and stuff. But this film, you know, coming out just a few years after it, you know, in in theory, it takes place in the t- era about when it comes out. Major like for most people, this would be looking at the upper crust, mm-hmm. like looking from no, from from the sure. bottom up. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and you have to look at it through that. I mean, lens. he shaves every day. What's up with that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and no, just true. and then lounges but, in the pool, but, the in ground pool. Then he, then he pushes. What kind the of wealthy bastards have in ground pools? <laughs> so Derek's laughing for a reason. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets he gets home. He's you know he's obviously doesn't know what to do with his life, but he doesn't know how to say that to his parents and his parents are really pushing the party mm-hmm. and, you know, and nobody's and, worried about it right this minute. Right. Except for the one guy that tells him to just remember this one word. <laughs> Plastics. <laughs> Plastics. <laughs> correct. <laughs> so they bring him down to the party and he's really just he was not, not engaged wrong. and he, he does wasn't. not want to be there. And, you know, and, and it's, it's that dichotomy, right? I mean, most of the people there just to hobnob and just do their upper. They're pretending class. to really care, and they don't not right. care. They don't know the difference between they, pretending well, to care. The upper class caring is that okay? He continues with the formula. It's yeah, like, you he's, know, he, are you going to do one of us? School? That's are what it essentially be, is. Yeah. One of us. That's right. all it is. Right. They're basically do graduate trying to, school, and they're trying to recruit him, and yeah. And his parents are trying to marry him off to the neighbor, right? Like to get some sort of dowry or something. It's, it felt like that. <laughs> yeah, not, no. that's not what they were saying, but that's exactly what it felt like. Well, yeah. those two. Well, the Robinsons social dowry and the yeah. what's his family's name? The uh, Brad Braddocks. Braddocks. The Braddocks Braddock. and the Robinsons are they're partners, right? In their business. Yeah. Is that yeah. right? Is that yeah. how I understand? I feel it? like so. I think there's like. There's multiple partners because someone else was identified as a partner at one point. So, but yeah, they are. So this is upper crust, like you. We saying, don't know what and, they did, nope. but and uh, but he, well, Mr. Robinson was a lawyer. He went to law school and everything. I didn't pick up that. on that. Oh yeah, Catch. yeah. There is the lawyer thing. Actually, the okay. So they had to be a partner in a law firm because I think there was a threat to sue him at one point if he would. Yeah, go that actually around makes the daughter. sense now. That kind of. Loosely that tracks, yeah, yeah. Also, the father was played by Kit. <laughs> True, yeah. The younger crowd would know him as Mister or whatever the heck his name was in Boy Meets World, and then the even younger Mr. crowd, Feeny. yeah, Mister yeah, Phoebe, Kit. yeah, Feeny, Feeny. Well, I don't care. That show was terrible. <laughs> what Turbo Boost Kit? Yes, it wasn't terrible. That at show the time. was great. He was John. He was John Adams. He was John Adams. That's accurate. There you go. That's what older people without the mustache. <laughs> One of the only things I've seen him in without a mustache. Although Kit didn't have a mustache unless you include the red LEDs going back and forth. Yeah. So at <laughs> this party, kind of is. Yeah, I guess. At this party, the Anne Bancroft character, Mrs. Robinson, um, decides that she the only adult who doesn't seem to be fawning. She seems him. to be marginally disinterested at first. At first. Obviously, she's just smoking. She's interested. Oh yes, <laughs> but, but not like way. everyone else is. How wink? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, she follows him up to his room. Or no, she yeah, she gets up there somehow, and he, she's, she's like, looking for a bathroom. I'm looking for the bathroom. Yeah, yeah she walks like, like it's oh, down this, the hall. This obviously is the bathroom. And he's like, yeah, it's down the hall, and she's like, 
whatever. Not leaving. Not leaving. <laughs> mind if I smoke in here? You're going to hold it. Yeah. I'm going to smoke in here. You don't mind, right? Well, it was a delightfully... Yeah, what did she say? It's like a, like, a, like a delightfully designed room or like a delightfully whimsical or something. She said something like, your children's room that you live in is yeah. fun. <laughs> like in the demeaning way. It's like, you, you have striped wallpaper and a fish tank. Congratulations. <laughs> anyway, we kind of come to understand that... Uh, Mrs. Robinson is in a marriage of convenience and is looking for eh, her. Maybe from her point of view. From her point of view. <laughs> yeah. She she is in a marriage of convenience and wants a little spice in her life. But and the build up to that, I mean, that's they used. I mean, there's about we don't find twenty that out minutes, later. fifteen to twenty minutes of interaction where you know she's just being way too forward and he just wants her to go away because he's not picking up on it at all and he just wants <laughs> all the adults to leave him alone right and then yeah. she's like well you he know, sees can, it as a way to get out of the house right he, well eventually she, can party. you drive me home and right. he doesn't want to drive her home and he's like he actually gives her his keys he says yeah. here just take my car <laughs> because her husband's already but she left. has an excuse for everything i can't drive one of those cars oh yeah, yeah. Like, he's yeah, like can drive. you drive a foreign shift yeah <laughs> i don't even yeah, know what what's that the means. difference between a regular shift and a foreign yeah. one i don't know <laughs> It drives in the in the left lane. I don't really understand. But so she throws his keys in the in the fish tank. By the way, who was keeping all those fish alive while he was in college? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> These are the things I worry about. Mom and dad, I guess. Mrs. Yeah, I guess. Kit. Mrs. Kit. Yeah, Mrs. Kit. <laughs> Mrs. Feeny Kit. Hyphenated. Um, and so he reluctantly uh, he gets his keys out and he drives her home and then she wants him to come in. Well, and he's got a reason to block her at every point. Well, I really, I just really would like to be getting home. She's no, come in. Well, you know why? You know, you I don't want to be alone. Yeah, no, right, she's yeah. like, I don't want to be alone till my husband or till yeah, all the lights are on. Yeah, he gets in right. and she doesn't want to be alone till the husband comes home. She's got every excuse to keep him from going. And all he wants to do, this is me in every sexual, all near sexual experience I ever had, not picking up on it that is like what is exactly happening well, it's, the, it's the furthest thing from his mind exactly he's, he's worried about the future yeah. he's got nothing lined up yeah right exactly yeah his parent there's an expectation of him but he obviously wants nothing to do with that he doesn't know what he wants right yeah and so this lady's clearly coming on to him and he's whiffing at every pass and then <laughs> well, although says, she says you- she's not yeah she's oh, yeah at some point this that famous line Mrs. Robinson, are you trying to seduce me? And it's that, Quint- that shot that everybody's seen where there's the leg, up, yes. arch leg up in the air, and th- under the kneecap you see Dustin Hoffman sitting there in his little beige jacket. <laughs> Mrs. Robinson, are you trying to seduce me? <laughs> and she laughs. And of course, he immediately feels mortified. That Yeah, he's like, oh, crap. Yeah, he finally <laughs> picks up on it and then thinks he whiffed. <laughs> and he's... He doesn't want it, even when he figures but it out. You know he what? still doesn't want even th- it. Even through that whole back and forth. I mean, it's actually good writing because it is. Obviously, she's playing him the whole time. Oh, but, absolutely. But it's I don't know. You know him. You know he's trying to go through this mind. He's trying to figure it out. It's like, yeah. is she? Oh, she says no. Oh crap! I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know, and she, I mean, she's just, this, he, no, no. That's the worst thing I've ever said to anyone in my entire life, Mrs. Robinson. Out of her hand, right? Yeah. At I this mean, point, he's like begging forgiveness, so now she can get him to have another <laughs> drink to calm him down, and she everybody just keeps pouring him scotch what the heck <laughs> bourbon the poor Ask man for asks for bourbon, bourbon and every movie. character in the whole movie keeps pouring him scotch <laughs> and it's a running guy yeah you bourbon and scotch uh bourbon okay pours him scotch <laughs> every <laughs> single i love scene. how the bottles too say bourbon yes scotch. and scotch to make it perfectly clear although i, I want those bottles i like uh, like mike was saying that whole series of events like i was like 
feeling really <laughs> nervous and like, oh, oh, oh yeah, like, uh, more than any horror movie I'd ever seen. Yes, <laughs> yes. And, and, <laughs> and well, like, this is awful. There's I no, I don't know if I can watch this. this yeah, there's no music. There's no soundtrack. You're hearing the yeah. raw silence and pauses, and your butt is puckering so <laughs> tight. Oh, absolutely. And that I think, I mean, we're talking. We're in the first twenty minutes of the movie. At this yeah. point, oh, the first 19 being the moving walkway at the airport. This is now the following minute. <laughs> right. <laughs> and like, this is what people were suddenly in the theaters. This is like their first like, oh, my. Oh, oh, my God. This oh, movie, what's happening? I don't think this type of anxiety, this type of social anxiety had been well explored in popular cinema to that point. So to be in an in, a, a near intimate social situation like this, where it's like ride or die, baby. Figure, you know, it's you're gonna make or break right now in his in Ben's mind. Mm-hmm. Any word that he says could make or break him socially for the rest of his life, right. and he doesn't even want to think about any of it. Right. He's trying to focus elsewhere. Right. Oh yeah, it is nerve wracking to the end. Really degree. is, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, the uh, it's not. Yeah, there are parts of this movie that are not pleasant to watch. Spoiler alert: she is <laughs> yeah. trying to seduce him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, at some point she makes it very clear. Oh, in yeah. the next she scene. walks on him, walks in. On him, I think naked. I yeah, think naked. I saw some Anne no, Bancroft boobies. He doesn't at some get point. naked. I'm just no, saying. If she's they're naked, hers. she walks in on <laughs> that him could be with her being naked. Yes, as she walks in. Well, he lures, she, she, she lures him walks him in the room that he's in, and she's naked. <laughs> and closes that the she door walks in on him with the nakedness. With the nakedness. <laughs> she, but she no. lures him upstairs by saying, "Oh, Elaine, her daughter, which is uh, a year or two behind him in school or whatever." Or no, about the same age. Yeah, She's coming home from Berkeley. Age, right? We had a portrait of her done last January. Would you like to come up and see? And so she lures him I upstairs into the daughter's bedroom. No, she left her purse downstairs, and this scene is terrible because she said, "I'm going to the bathroom. Can you bring me my purse?" Yeah. And well, this like, is no. after they look at the portrait initially. No. <laughs> yeah. So he's yeah. he's about to leave. And she's like, bring me my purse. I need it. Because she has him like, unzip no. her dress because she can't yeah, reach before it. before that. Yeah. That's before that. No, the, yeah, that's the before bathroom. the purse thing. The purse is like, like I'm point. just going to throw it at the top of the stairs. Yeah. And she's like, no, bring it to me in the bathroom. Okay. He's like, I can't do that. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. I'll leave it here. I'm going to leave it on the top step. Benjamin, <laughs> this is really irritating. <laughs> it's just that whole scene. I'm like, don't do it, man. Don't do it. Yeah, It's just a chirp. The funny, the funny thing is, too, is that they get to that point and she's naked and standing in the room with him and his worst fears are confirmed, right? Yeah, because she just she's like, like runs in and slams the door behind her and holds the and door. Locks the door. Well, yeah. no, his worst fears are not that she's necessarily naked in front of him. It's that her husband will come home. Which and happens she's in the like, next, yeah. Well, but she's like, ah, he's going to be gone for hours. I happen to like, know he's going to be very late. <laughs> Which was true. And then, of true. course, is <laughs> no. not true. He gets there and she's seeing their butt naked in front of he him. He has golf clubs. What did, yeah. what, where did she think he was <laughs> on the, the night course? Go <laughs> yeah, in the dark balls, baby. Yeah, that, was, the 60s. that was confusing. But cutting yes. edge. So, yes. I mean, well, he was sweating, so he'd clearly been drinking. Eric anyway. talking about the, like, the anxiety of this. Oh, right? my gosh. Yeah. Can you imagine being in that situation and Kinda. Mr. Robinson is coming home? A little. <laughs> and he has the wherewithal <laughs> to run downstairs and just go sit <laughs> sit in the bar. Yep. Well, that's it. He runs downstairs, goes in, like, runs because they hear the car pull Knows up. Knows he can't leave because his car is outside. Yeah, his car's outside. He hears the car pull up. He runs downstairs, runs back to the bar downs the scotch 
And then right then, as Mr. Robinson goes, and he's like, Ben, here. Yeah, sir. I'm right here. I'm right here, sir. Yes, sir. I'm right here. I want to talk to you. (laughs) Nothing's going on. I want to talk to you. Oh, really? Sir? Yeah. Yeah, of what, course, what are you because doing? I want to talk to you. Sit down. Yeah, and he's just <laughs> he's like, like, I'm gonna oh die God. now. I'm yeah, gonna be killed. Goes, oh, I'm shit. gonna be dying. Yeah, right. <laughs> but no, he's like every other dude in Pasadena. Yes. Let's talk about your future. Yeah. You, you like he's bourbon? Like, you bourbon or scotch? <laughs> my bourbon. I need to have some more scotch. <laughs> You need to just kind of hook up with a bunch of chicks. This yeah, time. literally. <laughs> sow your oats. <laughs> sow your wild oats. Yeah, sow your oats. Have a few flings. And he's sitting there going, oh, God. He goes, God, I and wish I was come down. How old are you? Back, in, back wearing the dress, she just had him help her take off. <laughs> She's now back in the dress, comes downstairs, and he's literally like, don't you agree, honey? Don't you think Benjamin should show us wild nuts? Oh, I agree. (laughs) And now, like, there's just diamonds shooting out of his butthole because it is that tight. It's compressing everything. (laughs) That, yeah, that is a panic-inducing scene. And it's so slow from front to start. It it takes its time, which makes it worse. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. The overall feel of this film... Is it's one of those? I think we were talking earlier when we were out, when we were out on the porch that this was experimental in that way. I mean, because mm-hmm. this is not a very fast paced film. It's no, not, it's not like very it quiet have movie. Modern sensibilities about it or anything. Now, at the time, the cinematography actually was far more Ish. modern by today's standards than it was than before that. This was. It wasn't brand new, With but they took the exception zoom. of the zooms. <laughs> yeah. The zooms oh, were yeah. not my favorite. No, yeah. The sixties were a zoom heavy time period. There like, were there were certain part, parts where I thought the zoom worked really well. Yeah. I'm it sure served we'll a purpose. Late, a little bit later. I thought I thought it was really artistic what they did. It, it was Sometimes artistic. Like, and this is why. Those... Why are we doing this? Why are we zooming in fast? I don't hey, like it. Hey, <laughs> at some point, Shaking humanity him. evolved and they realized, except for in India, where and they still is... do the zooms like crazy, that <laughs> it's better to dolly than it is to zoom. <laughs> Leave the lens alone. Sure, sure. Well, and this is this is one of those films that I would place in the category of an art film because it's it's really yeah. experimental that way. I mean, but there's yet a it was also shot. a massive movie. It was an art it film was. that was a major sure, film. Sure, right. And obviously has the accolades behind it and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it like definitely is right. in that category. So, it yeah, if you're looking for <laughs> no. fast-paced and, you know, and it's not a long movie. but Don't watch this tired. But it... Yeah, don't watch a tire yeah, because no. it does drag in some spots. Mm. Now, but it, it drags totally- to us now. It was less so for the people oh, yeah. originally watching e- it. Exactly. Back then, the pace was probably not that slow. That's true. By contrast. But nowadays, it's very slow. Mm. Spoiler alert, they bang. All right. Now, let's... <laughs> they bang for a while. Are you here for the yeah. affair? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. What? That what? was good shit right there. By the way, that was probably. One I can't of my remember that. Lines I, of the I movie. can't remember that actor's name, but he's a comedic actor. He's in a ton of stuff back then, and he was perfect role, just straight face, setting up every panic in B- so for Ben. Just, just to back up one second, so they he finally decides to call her. She She's, tells him any time. Basically, anytime you want, you call me. So he decides he's. He's you got know, nothing. Yeah, he point, has nothing. Yeah. He doesn't no know plan, what he's doing. No, any plan, so he's just nothing. like, I'm just going to do this. So he calls her and in she's a panic like, from a phone booth. Those I'll be there in an hour. Yeah, I'll be there in an hour. You're at a hotel, blah, blah, blah. Do you have you a room yet? A room. What? Yeah. Have you got a room yet? Yeah. No. And and this is another one of those panic inducing scenes, right? Oh, Where he's like, but this oh, one's yeah. downright funny. He's got to get a room, and he does not want to get it. So but he doesn't he also, even get it until he she can't gets pick it. up on any clues. He can't make any assumptions. He needs someone to tell him what to do because he's about to sleep with a friend's mom. <laughs> yeah. 
and it's just wrong in every way to him. Well, and, and people in those situations tend to do this, I assume. Um, like, you assume, like, everybody knows. Everybody, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody you look at knows into your soul what you're doing wrong because yeah. he's he's a lamb. And, and, it, it, and it is which, insinuated heavily. He's never had a sexual encounter before. Which, yeah. Which is, yeah, she finds out. But which is, um, by the way, I think one of the attractions of um, Mrs. Robinson because she's a him. predator. Well, not only a predator, but <laughs> she's a she cougar to the max. She can't do this with her husband. She doesn't have that kind yes. of control with he her husband. He doesn't care. No. The yeah. husband, they're basically living different lives. Yeah. You know, with this kid. Not like dramatically, gets, but like prosaically different lives. Sure. They, they, yeah. yeah, they sleep in different rooms. Yeah. They don't even have oh, the same they do? I just didn't pick up on that. Yeah, she says later on they sleep that. in different she, bedrooms. Yeah, there's, okay. uh, Whether she was lying stable. about that, I don't know. True. But we can't said. trust everything Ms. Robinson said. Cuckoo, cuckoo, I would say like what Mike is saying about this being an art film, there's like subtle things you can pick up on. Like say, start off the overall theme of the movie, I believe is, you know, you got two ends of the spectrum you got youth that waste their opportunity of youth and then you got the older people who've wasted their their youth and now they're regretting it being older right yeah and, and they, they seem the, to be just as these these well, like dark they, beacons in a sea of people who don't even think about there's, it but there's there's subtle nods to that throughout the movie sorry yeah. mike just real no, quick go ahead, uh, go ahead. as he's walking into the hotel you see him he goes to the door and opens it and it, it's kind of, you see all these old people come out. And Tons I think that was kind of, of elderly <laughs> people right. pouring out of that door for that, a I long that, time. To me, that was a subtle nod. Like he's not in control of his life. Like all he's letting, he's ceding control to the older people. Exactly. Parents, but well, Robinson. even more than that, it's it, it, that actually that scene right there attacks it from both angles because he sits yeah. there while like 10 elderly people who all look bored. Yeah. Are coming out of the door, and as he goes to move in the door, none of them happens? thank him either. No, they no, they don't barely acknowledge his existence. <laughs> but as he goes to turn and go through the door, yeah, two younger people, uh, yeah, like a, a a few younger people who are all like excited, come rushing in right past him, so he has to stand back and yeah. let them through. So he's in that yeah. limbo. Is I what love they're illustrating. That. Like, yeah. Just yeah, subtle no. nods, like show don't tell. Like, mm-hmm. that, that is that's to me good that stuff. was awesome. Yeah, and, and that's really yeah. A lot of this movie, especially the first third of the movie. Is about finding all these different ways to illustrate Benjamin in this this psychological limbo. He doesn't know where he's going. He doesn't have a plan. He's afraid of where he's going, even though he doesn't know where that is. He's afraid to commit to where he's going. And it's there from him lounging in the pool constantly and just like laying in the pool, floating on that, like had yeah. to be about 300 degree black rubber floaty, <laughs> you know, like yeah. all that stuff. Like it's and, and all he, about just under, under the control of his parents. He's underwater. Like yeah, you see him when he literally they make him dress up in the scuba gear yeah. for whatever and then reason. they push so him under the water weird. because yeah. it's entertaining just, yeah they just keep him under there and he stays because to me that's like the weight of the expectations of his elders yeah like keeping him down and drowning him well and the thing is you would in a full scuba gear you'd still be able to hear muffled sounds around you they mm-hmm. completely eliminate the sounds when you see it from his point of view through like the you know the, it's a, a vignetted screen where you're like you're seeing through the goggles right yeah. Uh, but all you hear is the sound of his own breathing and it's because it's through the scuba gear, but it almost sounds like belabored, like he's being suffocated. But well, it's kind of like yeah. the sound of silence. If you don't go there, Mike that, loves it. That, that scene when he's underwater, they kind of zoom out 
and it has a lot of empty space. Yeah, yeah. And way bigger than that pool that. actually is, by the way. Yeah, a lot bigger. <laughs> a lot. Bigger. But and see, I love that how they use that empty space just to kind of signify aloneness. And, yeah, he's alone and wrapped up in something he doesn't oh want. Literally goodness. wrapped in something he doesn't want to be in, which is the scuba gear. Art school. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this goes even deeper too because. I mean, we're at the the first half of this movie, or not even half, you know, we're seeing all this from his perspective, really. I mean, he's just, he's yeah. lost. He doesn't know what to do. He's like, ah, I'll, I'll just do this fling and blah, blah, blah. And then there's that scene. Just where to have has, something. Right. Then there's the scene where he's in bed with her and he starts asking her questions. Up to this point, it's just been them banging, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And up to the scene, he starts asking her questions. Well, I want to know about you. Where, mm-hmm. You know, how did you guys meet? What did you do? Why what? are you asking me all these questions, right. Benjamin? And she doesn't want to say it, but she reluctantly tells him that, well, it basically it was a marriage because... Shotgun. She, yeah, it was a shotgun wedding, and they, they got... Elaine pregnant. Robinson was, uh, you know, uh, conceived in a Ford. How do you like that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, I mean, that's really a turning point for the movie because... Sure was. This is where the cross, <laughs> this is where the cross comes in with... The what his perception no, of the, the cross older... comes in actually later towards the end. Of the <laughs> you know, technically, <laughs> that's right. How he is correct, which the is cross the best kind over of <laughs> with the two generations up to this point. He just sees the older generation as just you know basically propelling his life forward and telling him what to do, and he doesn't want. But to do in it. making Mrs. Robinson talk, he's like his he's... dad pushing her under the water. Well, but it's making her feel exposed and alone. True, but they, then he's also seeing the flaws of the on. older. I mean, this is his first time realizing that oh, the elder generation, yeah, they don't have it all together either. Yeah, you know, they the, may be wildly successful. But that doesn't mean that they were they've had it all figured out at right, his age, right? Because and, and you think upper class and all that stuff. Because obviously he knew what shotgun and and wedding it is and all that stuff. Because he mentions that and talks about it. But I don't think he equated that with the society that he was the upper class that he was brought up in yeah you know what i mean he's like oh my gosh there's some crossover here you know you know these people were just kind of going by the seat of their pants too yeah you know so the symbolism and all of the very i mean everything in the first well the whole movie but the first third of the movie every line every image everything that happens is so intentional which I think that's what really stands out, stood out at the time, and I think stands out to this day, is that it was almost nothing is just because it was convenient. Yeah. And then they changed writers halfway through. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, I mean, and that's why I'm saying this, is that we kind of have to, you know, we have to move along, right? Eventually what happens through that, people are wanting him to take out Elaine, which is Miss Robinson's daughter, Including <laughs> Mr. Robinson, Mr. Robinson, his own his parents, parents, right? And everybody but Anne Bancroft. Mrs. Yeah, Miss Robinson, Miss Robinson, <laughs> Mrs. Robinson. Who, by the way, I don't believe we are ever given first names. Yeah, I, I no, don't not of any are. of the adults. None of them have. First None of them names, have first names because they're, they're adults. All Mr. and Mrs. Yeah, That's even though great. they're all adults, this is, this is way more brilliant than I gave it credit. That for. was very <laughs> intentional too. You have to. That's the weird thing about the Graduate. You have to talk about it to, to actually unwrap it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so does I, that make it a good movie? Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> but so she makes him swear never to date her daughter, and he gets mad. Like, what am I not good enough? And she's like, Yeah, okay. So I'm note. good enough for you, but not for her. And then they side start note, fighting. That's one of the things that I didn't have answered for me in this movie. Okay, the reason why I didn't understand fully why she didn't want him to date no, her daughter. Never, never once. There's why no, would ever, you need to know that? 
Why wouldn't it, I it, need to know that? Because oh, was, yeah, we'll keep banging and go ahead and date my daughter. No, no, That's what you think would stop. happen? <laughs> <laughs> I understand it on that level, but she was so adamant about it that I felt like they were setting it, it up. It felt like there it, was more to yes. it than that. Correct. Well, she, she didn't come out and say it. You had to kind of piece it together. She, uh, you know, we talked about a shotgun wedding. What we didn't mention is she was in law school when that happened. Art school. Like she was... Her husband she, was in oh, yeah, art school. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, she was in art school. She was getting her degree and had to drop out. She had to give up her daughter, everything. Her daughter is currently okay. in at uh, yeah, where Berkeley. Was, no, Berkeley. This is all coming together for me now. So, I appreciate but, she, she, but she made her do it anyway. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, you didn't want her to repeat her mistakes. Exactly. But and she, she knew because she managed okay. to manipulate Benjamin that he could put her daughter. It's her own devising. It's her own fault. Like, he's a perfectly fine boy until she tainted him. Okay. Or, or I should say, exposed the taint, if you will. Um, don't expose hey, your taint. I, I, got, I it. got it. I no, got it. and but, I, I'm good. I'm good with that now. Yeah. Because I I'm just, not. I guess I didn't understand it. Makes <laughs> 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 it worse. I guess in the, in the movie, I wanted it to be explained to me, but no, it doesn't have to be. As intentional as the movie is, some things are still... Subtle-esque. No, yeah, and that's fine. Subtle-ish. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But in that, I mean, that all, that all gets, that all comes out in that scene. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, it all, it's like she talks <laughs> about what she had to give up, but also yeah. she's kind of, she's sullied this boy, and so he's automatically not good enough for his daughter. That part, but, that's yeah, obvious. That's that obvious, but obvious. it also because she gave up, she had to give up. She on had her. to give up, and, and she doesn't want her, her br- He even says, oh, up. so I guess you, you know, I guess you lost interest in art. And she has this like off in the distance look and goes like something like that. Yeah. You know, or I don't remember the Obviously exact Obviously she didn't, but yeah. No, yeah, she just, she was crushed that she had to give up everything. Right. So that's what haunts her, okay. and that's why she doesn't want to focus. She just no, wants to bone. I like that. I'm okay <laughs> since this is a deeper film and an art film. In my opinion, I I can swallow that. Yeah, yeah, yes. So anyway, he more or less gets pushed, blackmailed, tricked, forced into taking Elaine out. <laughs> this is my. This the, is the funniest scene this in the movie. Is dumb. Hands down. Yeah. <laughs> why did he take her out? Why didn't they just have him come over? <laughs> Because that would be more awkward would to have it? them all there. I don't know. If you're boning a lady and you have to sit in front of your parents and pretend you're not boning the lady, is that awkward? I think, he I think he subtly wanted to go out with her to prove Mrs. Robinson wrong that yeah. he wasn't that he was good enough for her. Because that whole scene they fought because he's like didn't think it was right that she did. So I think it was a little column and column it's just, B. It's yeah. fun. It's funny how mm. the motivations change though, because yes, at first it's because well, she doesn't want me to. I'm going to do it. I'm going to prove yeah. that. I'm, and then. But it's also, I'm going to make right her thing. hate me. Yes, correct. He's like, I'm going to take her out, but I'm just going to, you know. I'm going to prove how, they, how I can do this safely. Take her right. to a strip club. Yeah, strip club. God, that, that was so awkward That whole scene went really long, and I was just dying laughing until she started crying. And then just, oh, man, yeah, like, seriously, it doesn't matter. Are you going to have a seat? Turn around and watch. Oh, how he's acting out the tassels, the tassels yeah, right now. So the stripper is doing her booby tassel swinging around right on the lane. And in front of the whole, because they're sitting in the front row, and she has her back to the stage. The stripper goes, oh, like, I can attest, sometimes when a stripper sees a pretty girl, in the audience, they take advantage of that because they know that the men will enjoy it. Uh, through a friend, I can confirm that. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
the the stripper comes over and starts swinging her tassels right above Elaine's head. And Elaine's not even right, looking. Right in her hair. Right no, in her but hair. But she knows what's happening. And, and it yeah. just keeps going and going. It does. It doesn't this stop. This is actually, I mean, it's it's funny in its own way, but it's also horrifying. Kind of, it's yeah, a dark horrifying humor, and gripping, which, I, which and is, is my is favorite dark, type. And yeah. you're, uh, Garrick's right. As soon as she starts crying, you're just like, ah. Oh. You're like, you know, okay, this just went fun, funny to awkward to I feel bad about myself. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Because she's being humiliated, mm-hmm. you know? And well, I, I just to watch. I, well, <laughs> I I like Dustin Hoffman's change at that point because he's he's he can't just, keep it up. He just wants to, you know, take her out and do the thing and then just go away. But now he know? feels bad because he's yes. treating her like trash. Yeah. Because he's trying to prove then, something to her mom. Right. But then suddenly, I mean, through the conversation after that, where he chases after her and, you know, and all that stuff, he's just like, I actually like this girl. You know, she's. Yeah, she's actually. We actually all get along. All of a sudden, he wants it, to marry her. It which, happens very quickly. It well, does. Yeah, but I you would know say what? that the, the wanting to marry her is because he that's couldn't youth, have man. her. But that's youth. That's also youth. It that's is. That's the impulsiveness. But see, of he youth. didn't all of a sudden want to marry her. They Basically, she finds out that he's banging her mom and says she never wants to well, see him again. But this isn't a matter of what, days? I don't know. It's minutes Maybe in the weeks. movie. I still, I <laughs> I mean, still at chalk most, it up. We're talking a couple weeks. But yeah, he I tells her. I still chalk it up to youth, man. Yeah. I mean, that is the, the just it's, the stupidity. Well, it's a combination of youth, youth and Actually, doing true, what his parents just want him to do. It had been yeah. over the summer. It's youth, she went back to Berkeley. Youthful, youthful, un, unintentional arrogance. Uh, d- yeah, rebelling against his parents, rebelling against whatever this parental sexual relationship he has with Mrs. Robinson, this weird tabooness. is. And just basically, he had nothing, and now he sees something that he has to cut through all the BS that unfortunately has cl- he's clouded himself with. And there's this one thing over here that this is innocent, untouched, and I'm motivated by it because it's not sullied with my indecision, with my limbo, with everybody else's baggage. That's what I want. She makes me feel good. And it's like the, it's kind of like the. Dr- I remember when you said those exact same words it's about your like wife. It's kind of like the, the drowning, <laughs> the drowning man trying to grasp the straw. Yeah, like. He, he, all through the movie, nobody his own age is ever around him. Nope. We know no, he has uh, any friends. That was, I don't know. That was a weird thing. He was this alone. This is the first yeah, person that, that he feels that is going through this exact same thing Which, he is. You don't Someone know why he's alone. Age. They never talk about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he went to college across the country. That's, you know. It's kind of a rich asshole, and he drives a really nice car. Yeah, that's so why I don't feel yeah. for him at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm really, not saying he's... They didn't I'm make not, this character for me to... No. I don't think, I'm not, I don't think you're supposed to feel I'm not defending this character no, at all. No. They're all terrible characters. There's no character in here that I can relate to or even grab onto and say, I mean, I like you. Elaine has some redeeming qualities. Except for Elaine. And Mr. Robinson kind of... Until they get towards the end... When she's like, I'm, I might marry you for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> now, again, I that all that rings true to me. I mean, that's the, the parts of this movie that I really liked is the youthful indiscretion of it all. Mm-hmm. So act um, two, Ben becomes a stalker. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is yeah, where the movie that, gets even was, harder to watch. That, yes, yeah, that but was again, awful. it's that. No, I, I didn't find it off. It still rang true to me. No, I, I agree. It's hard because to watch, but it rings older, true. No, I an understand older, more how, how all of a sudden, in youth, how all of a sudden you become so infatuated with the, an idea. Yes. Yes. That it seems like it's everything. That's all you can think about. All you can focus your energy because on. Because you're not paying a mortgage. You don't have other things to stress yeah. out and about. So you stress out about the one thing. Apparently your thing. parents paying for you to stay in this. Yeah. 
weird house in near Berkeley. And oh yeah, well like exactly. Yeah, he's a, he's a, from a rich family, never had to pay anything, doesn't know anything about, you know, finance. He's just emotionally like stunted. Yes. I think completely. It, so he but does she not is know too. how to act out love and all that. She is, but she's maintained her innocence and sweetness. And she has a goal that she's working on mm-hmm. at Berkeley. And yeah, she she's more maybe even more driven than he is, you could argue. But he sees the innocence he's some he's losing in her. No, well, mm, and I like that. He, I think he recognizes the innocence he's lost by having the affair, and but sees the innocence in her. It's and still wants, intact. And is trying to run back to that. Oh yes, one hundred percent, exactly. <laughs> oh, very nice. That's exactly what it is. And also, she's pretty much her mom, but the innocent version. Mm-hmm. So it's what he was attracted to lustfully. But in a package that there's a future there that doesn't have all the taboos. Yeah, right. And the baggage. And it includes the innocence. Yeah. But it can actually be a future for him. So, you know, we go through the whole thing where Mr. Oprah's his landlord. He's living in like a like a what do we call it? A boarding house. Yeah. Her boys. Richard Dreyfus apparently lives there. (laughs) Hostel or something. Yeah. He likes calling the cops. Yeah. He he loves calling. Richard Dreyfus loves calling the cops. Before he was tracking sharks off the coast. Yeah. Should I call the cops? (laughs) I'm going to call the cops. So you don't even wait for an answer. That's how much he loves calling the cops. Love it. (laughs) I got the number memorized and everything. Nine, one, two, uh, one. Oh, damn it. That was before 911. Five, 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 (laughs) nine, one. What's that that one on the... Uh, IT crowd, yeah. <laughs> you gotta sing the jingle. Oh, you gotta sing the whole jingle. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Forgot about shit. Everybody's scratching their head, like, what are they talking about? No, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Go listen um, to the IT episode crowd. Yeah, go back to Crack the IT episode IT crowd. crowd. <laughs> exactly. I totally got that. Myself. That's what the title of it is IT episode <laughs> crowd. Knowing us, it probably is. <laughs> I know. I wouldn't put it past us. I would, but he he basically she goes back to Berkeley. She doesn't want to have anything to do with him because he 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 has told her that he's having an affair with an older woman, and he's admitted that much to her. But eventually, he feels he has to tell her the truth. Tells her it was her own mother. Which, She's, by the way, in this in this scene, she does, he doesn't say it outright. Well, he doesn't he doesn't understand what her understanding is. Yeah. And he she comes to find out that well, wait, no, she's no, no, no. been told. This is later. That's later. I'm saying that he reveals it to her in her house oh, before, sure. Ber- before okay, she goes before back to Berkeley. Berkeley. Right. Okay. And he's like, do you remember? Well, you know, I, I need to tell you. And she turns around and the and Anne Bancroft mom. is trying to get in the room and stop this. Right. She turns around. She sees the look on her mother's face and it dawns on her. What? You stooped my mom. Yes. Right. And, and that, she's it's horrified. It's so great how they do that because. The, that, oh yeah, the the fading effect or the yeah the, the, the blur the, effect yeah the the exactly focus. The yeah focus. so they're focused on Mrs. Robinson she leaves and then it's still blurry around uh, uh what's her name Elaine's face Elaine and then it slowly clears slowly yeah. gets in focus Too slow and that's <laughs> and that's well, her that's, real that's she, the it's focusing while she's realizing, realizing yeah that's good is. stuff man it, no that's it's exactly stuff. true that is exactly right <laughs> one I just, like i said everything in this I movie is the first time so intentional she realized stuff. before she turned around to look at him so the focusing effect was shit <laughs> she realized it when she's <laughs> looking at her mom but she doesn't process all of the implications that's, of that's, that's what the focus is that's retroconning your shit i'm not that's not headcanon that's real well, and then the other shot when he's leaving and mrs robinson's in the corner and then yeah. again, they use the wide angle with the negative space or the not negative space, the empty white space. That's, and there's a lot because the whole house yeah. is just painted yeah. white. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They got, they got the angle with the shadows. And- 
artsy. Uh, How he knows? 60 yeah, you got it. 60 artsy. So she goes back to Berkeley to live her life, but he is just stressing because he's like thinking that, well, I don't get to shoot Mrs. Robinson anymore. But I, I wanna, don't think he wants to at this point. No, at this I point he realizes he's obsessed with Elaine. I now have a purpose. I don't think mm-hmm. he ever really wanted to strip Mrs. Robinson. Yeah, I. That's a very good. I think point. it was just it was just boredom. You it, he was boredom. well. He even says that at one point. He actually says that he did it strictly out of boredom when they're fighting with each other about whether he can date Elaine. Right. And like he says some really mean stuff, and she yeah, she does too. Yeah, exactly. But um, anyway. He sits around stewing like, oh, wait, I had a purpose. Now I don't. Oh, I should pursue that purpose. So he tells his parents, packs a suitcase. I'm going to marry Elaine. They're all excited. <laughs> they have no idea that. And it comes out of a scene. He hasn't told her. He hasn't asked her. He hasn't told anybody. Oh, and she kind of hates him. And also, yeah, oh, they, yeah you didn't the way, mention she that. Me. <laughs> wait, so she he, doesn't know yet. <laughs> she has no. Yes. She doesn't even know he's coming. So he goes up to Berkeley to stalk her. And I'm sorry, that's true. He's more or less stalking her to find the right opportunity to reapproach her. Mm-hmm. And apparently that opportunity is when she's on a bus and he's not. What the heck? Plan it out better, buddy. <laughs> because he has to like chase the bus for three blocks. And then get in the seat behind her and have to lean over the seat. Yeah, fancy running into you after I chased the bus for three blocks oh, and you no, saw me. Again, <laughs> again that's, that's that youthful, awkward, weird yeah, creepiness. It is. It is. It works, that, that, but it's, gonna, it, it's so awkward. Does it? It's very awkward, and it, it's, those are kind of things that aren't used in movies very well nowadays. But mm-hmm. it, to me, it rings true. It yeah. really does. It wasn't used in because that movie very youthful well love and and all that stuff is very awkward. It's not. It's not poetic. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> in real life, it doesn't happen. Now remember, it, these aren't teenagers. They're, Just remember, they're in college, so they're pretty much teenagers. Their yeah. brains are not fully right. formed at this point. Correct. Well, that's true, <laughs> but they're more formed than teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> Science, they bitch. They can't rent cars yet, Howie. It doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Robinson was his first bro. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, exactly. Or was it? So? So he didn't that sow any wild oats before. He might as well be 16 at this point. He's still learning like a Oh, you're guy. saying that people who... Don't have sex when they're teenagers or teenagers until they have sex. So if- sexually, yes. Yeah. Oh, sexually, <laughs> it's not. You're a teenager. You, you are talking- still in the infancy of your sexuality. You were, we were talking about brain development, <laughs> and now no, that has to do with running cars. <laughs> <laughs> well, the but, fact that he probably never had to work a day in his life that probably, is yeah. Well, so I mean, getting through. Where did he go to school? Do we know? I forget. No. They said we don't that- even know what he what his degree was. In, I no, I don't believe. I assume he did it. some work at school. To we get know a he was a track well, yeah, star. No, yeah, he was. He, he had a bunch of accomplishments and awards and stuff. Yeah, so he he did put effort and work. He knew how to work. But once it was over, but he was like, oh, he didn't know how to crap. work without having that support net of right. his parents. Yeah, yeah. So depending on what his degree was in, he's so he's art. stalking Elaine. Oh, okay, he confronts I mean, her on a bus, and he's trying to make it obvious that. He wants to pick things back up, but he's not addressing it directly. He's being a he real never, doofus about he it. Does it direct, he doesn't address anything directly. She's on her way to the zoo to meet her boyfriend, and he's like, well, I'll just come along. And you're just like, oh, God, no. No, <laughs> wait, come back, please. Why he's so terrible. And how he's like, he's so friendly to the boyfriend at the zoo when they're walking around the monkey cage and she's all mad at him for even being there. And he's like, no, it's great. Ha ha ha. And she's like, here's the boyfriend. He's like, oh, I've heard a lot about you. We we thought you were going to be here earlier, but you're late. <laughs> and the boyfriend's just like, all right, cool. Good to meet yeah, you. See ya. Ciao. <laughs> see ya. Just drags her off and he's just left there standing. I'm like, dude, you're 
it'd be really great if you'd at least taken a girl to the movies once in high school. <laughs> like this would have really <laughs> helped at this point. Yeah, it was obvious he had no experience. None. That's the thing. It's called the graduate and modern sensibilities. Oh, college graduate. He's going to know his way around a little bit, even though well, they constantly talked about how he must have had women all over. Yeah. And the, but the truth of the matter is, and I think even today, this is truer than we popularly acknowledge. There are lots of people that come out of college and don't know crap about the opposite gender or have any experience. There's a lot of people that do. And I, back then that number had to be enormously higher. And so they think one thing about him, but it's just not true. And he is infantile in his approach to all these things, but he doesn't know that he's just, he's got a, he's on a hero's quest in his own mind. Yeah. So yeah, eventually she kind of figures out she still kind of has feelings for him, but she's wrestling with that's, it. Well, and that's the thing I like about her character too, is because yes, yeah, she's wrestling with it. She's like, okay, I'm on this path with this guy. This makes sense. We're both in college, blah, blah, blah. But there's this guy he's chasing after me. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that, but I also don't think I should like that. Right. But, right. but he raped my mother. Well, so she confronts him with the, this right. lie that her mother told. That's, but in her mind, that's what's true. But she confronts but him once, with, like, she wants right. him to go away because of this. And he says, that's not, that's what, not happened. what happened. And she. <laughs> It, she screams, and Richard Dreyfus calls the cops. I'll call him. You want me to call the you cops? Call the cops? Call the I'm going to call the cops. There's a phone Wait, right I here. Didn't say, I didn't say I wanted to. He's already calling the cops. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this is happening. Mr. Roper feels powerless. I want you out of here. Uh, yeah. This guy's calling the cops every time anybody does anything. I don't need that kind of heat. You need to get out. <laughs> but, yeah, so... You know, but Elaine calls down. She thinks a minute and she realizes, and this shows a level of maturity. The water helped. The water yes. helped a lot after the scream. <laughs> no, you know what? But where you're going, I, I like the fact that it doesn't take much for her, Elaine to realize he's, yeah, he's probably telling, telling, he's the, telling truth. the truth. The likelihood I know my of him raping dad. my mother is very, very low. low. <laughs> Even though this guy let a spinner do like propellers on my head, right. or I'm sorry, a stripper <laughs> do propellers on my head. You know what? Because. We got to realize she showed up at his place, right? Yep. So obviously she was seeking something. Yeah. And it was, it, it was it in was the guise of, that. I want this to be over, but right. it, she's still feeling the need to confront she it. Wanted, she wanted to hear from him what She happened. wanted closure. Right. And if you want closure, that means you don't have closure. Yeah. And had she heard that, yeah, it happened that way, I, you know, I took advantage of your mom, then that would have been it. And the reason why she screamed know is because she, she already knew it probably wasn't true, that she didn't want to exactly, hear what he was saying. Exactly. So, yeah. And so anyway, she comes and he's like, you know, the dude's kid, he just starts packing. Ben just starts packing right in front of her. And she's like, you know, you know what do you want me to do? I don't know. I got to pack. I'm getting kicked out. And she says to him, I, you know, if you don't have a plan for what you're going to do with your life, I don't want you to leave because she's concerned about him. She's not saying we're going to be a thing. No. No, she's just saying, I don't want you to leave unless you know what you're going to do and because again, she's worried about it. That's one of the things that, and I know the indecisiveness maybe isn't Howie's favorite, but that's one of the things that ring true to me is mm -hmm. this young girl. He's like, are we going to get married? I don't know. Maybe. Well, so maybe. Well, yeah, maybe. So you're saying there's a <laughs> chance. <laughs> you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, 
I, I to me again, young girl, you know, just, she's wrestling with this thing where it wasn't like, the end. I have one future and I have another future. And geez, which one? I don't know. I don't have to decide right now, so I'm not gonna decide. Right. It wasn't the indecisiveness. It's just that was, in my opinion, it was a very stupid way to convey it. Yeah. The constant. Are we gonna get married? Let's go get our blood test. Blah 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 blah, blah every day. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I yeah. It was See, I'm dumb. The opposite. I don't know. I loved it. I sort of loved it. So I loved the first half of the I movie. Mean, I know. You yeah, got to the scuba gear, and after that. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It was dumb because it was supposed to be dumb. Yes. Yeah. Uh, right. so exactly. Yes. It's it's that. Uh, unfortunately, oftentimes that's the case for a lot of things. It's like a really good villain. I hate that guy. Well, you're supposed to hate him. Yeah, but I hate him too much. <laughs> I hate the yeah. actor because of how much he made me hate him. Well, then he's doing a good job. Shut up. I hate you. <laughs> like it's a natural progression in a lot of it's cases. It's different for hate and dumb. <laughs> Wait, dumb or dumb? <laughs> no, dumb, dumb like a fox. <laughs> so anyway, this is like Dumb and Dumber three. Th- it seems like they're gonna pull it off. It'd be it's, Dumb and Dumber it, zero. It, they start growing back together a little bit, and then what goes wrong that causes basically the family to just completely kidnap her and cut him out? I forget. Again, well, this whole thing is dad dumb. shows up at his apartment. Oh, that's yeah. right, because dad found out. Dad mm-hmm. finds that out they're they're that he's a divorce. there. Dad shows up at the apartment. Yeah, announces we're getting divorced. Are you happy? Yeah, you know, blah blah blah. By the way, I love this scene because Mr. Robinson shows a layer of complexity that none of the adults in the entire, other than Mrs. Robinson, have shown. Where he's angry at this kid, but he's also looking at him as a foil. He's saying things like, "Do you, do you just do you not respect me?" And blah blah blah. He's his dad's partner, but he's at he's in an emotional and uh, what's Speak the up, word? Boy. You're being too loud. Yeah, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? He he's not fragile, but exposed. Like he's compromised. And so everything he says is contradicting the thing that came out of him before, even though he's not necessarily freaking out. He just can't be consistent because he has no idea how to deal with the situation where this this he's dude lost slept control. With his, he has yeah, no control. He has no control because his this this stupid I did like this thing. This kid slept with his wife. Mm-hmm. He's dating his daughter. This is like, like, imagine if this happened to oh, you. Man, Someone I, slept with your wife and now even. dating your daughter. Like, I can't even. It's like, it's the noose or the nuclear option. Those are what you, that's what you got. Right. Or at least trying to date your daughter. That was yeah. kind of unclear of what was actually happening. It felt, felt like she was still yeah. didn't necessarily want him around, but she wanted him around. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. So dad was just trying to put the kibosh on yep. all that. Yep. And, and also Mr. Robert. Now, Mr. Well, Mr. Roper totally had, convinced he's got to go. He had two motives for being there at that time was to confront you know to confront ben but then also he just ripped her out of school and took her home yeah they, and she, like whoa, what, disenrolled huh? what? yep and What's so and and he finds this out because he wants to talk to her and she's not there so he goes to her dorm and they send they sent down fran whatever her name is from animal house <laughs> to inform her <laughs> to, i just i don't that whole thing where they come down and tell their fran whatever was in animal house that she's dead <laughs> That's the whole thing I get. The girl comes Fawn, down. Fawn, Fawn Leibowitz. <laughs> I get the whole Fawn Leibowitz vibe from the scene because it's a long hallway and the girl comes down and slowly that coming to give him the bad That's news. That's good shit, yeah. Uh, and tells him that she, yeah, they the parents pulled her out of school and took her home to get, him, get her away from so, him. So, essentially, by Mrs. Robinson having this affair, mm-hmm. she's also ruined her daughter's life. Yeah, at this yep. point, she's barely barely scraping by at all 
for the way she would have wanted things to be. It's just not. You know, she there, it, it, at this point, it's spinning apart, and it's basically the last thread is well, if we can marry her off to her boyfriend quickly, then we can at least pretend that this is a normal life and not this screwed up weird thing that it's become. That's this is the one weird part is how they pushed her and the other Who's boyfriend sending us messages Candace. over Discord. Thanks, Candace. You're uh, interrupting. Candace, shut up. <laughs> but it's it's pictures Don't of pet a corgi. your corgi. <laughs> oh, I want to see more pictures of corgi. <laughs> This was a weird scene how they, and we don't see this part, but where they convince her and the other boyfriend to get married. Right. Because at this point, we're Benjamin and that is kind of strange. Benjamin Chaos, but this all happens without his knowledge. I actually, I kind of dig this. Yeah. And only because in my, when I was more youthful than Ben was, I had a situation with a girl where her, we, we broke up, but it wasn't a clean breakup. And then her parents felt the need they needed to get involved. And I wasn't getting very clear communication. And I show up on the doorstep just trying to figure out what the heck is happening. And the parents meet me at the door instead. And I'm like, wait, what is what is happening behind these doors? And what are you being told? Because what I none of this is warranted from my perspective. It was a really creepy encounter because I think in their minds, they were being led to believe that I was doing something that I very much clearly wasn't doing. And I don't even know what to this day. But it was a, so stressful because I'm like, all right, I'm fighting a narrative that I've not even been told. And I don't know what's happening on the other side. But there were machination, machinations happening. And eventually it was just like, I'm 19 and I just have to choose not to care. OK, we broke up. Boop, boop, gone. But in this case, he's obs- he's a he's a man obsessed and he can't like there's this otherness happening. He has no control over it, but he's still on this hero's quote unquote quest. So. Yeah, thing. they're basically rushing her into a marriage to make sure he can't, he can't be. Thank you. Part because of they life. know she, they understand her vulnerability. Her that and she's probably, torn. probably believe she's more vulnerable than she even is mm-hmm. to some degree. I think Elaine's stronger. Elaine's the strongest person in the whole damn movie. True. Period. Mm-hmm. But she's the one that everybody else thinks is just going to do what they want. Right. So. You know, Until put that end. in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> yeah. Which brings us to the the end, the iconic end. The end scene. of Wayne's World 2. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> so basically, he's trying to track her down. He's trying to figure out what's going on. He he goes to the frat house where the boyfriend is part of and and coaxes information out goes of these guys. Their group and, bathroom that they have in their right. frat house. That's a great scene, actually. That was a good scene. Hey, save a piece for me. What? I mean the cake. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, frat guys. Frat, frat guy guys. humor. What are you going to do? Frat guys. Frat guys course, be fratting. They all assume that this is a shotgun wedding as well. Well, they're, or they're at least cracking jokes about it because right. it, it was well, very quickly put together. You so crack jokes, then. Uh, well, there's there's file. Yeah. But yeah, so he's trying to figure out where the wedding is because no one will tell him. So he's just manipulating anybody can. it all together yeah yep and they're like all right it's down in it's down here so he goes town. to that town and he stops at a gas station and yeah he, uh, he goes to uh what was it the her who does he call he looks through the yeah he, goes to the phone book absolutely marty mcfly's the crap out of that phone book <laughs> right <laughs> and then yeah he calls up was it the father's business or the yes uncle? he calls up he's trying to 
contact the father and the the father's he, business. Yes, and he gets the receptionist who's like, "Oh, well, he's out. You he's know, out the wedding. You know, the wedding." And he's like, "Well, where is the wedding?" And, and she's goes, like, well, "Well, I'm I, the brother, and I'm supposed to be doing the wedding." She's like, "No, I'm I'm Reverend their last name, <laughs> his brother, and I don't know what church. Like, he's just lying." Right. And she tells him it's First Presbyterian over on <laughs> yeah. what street? What's the name of the street? Uh, Randall Street, something like sure. that. That beautiful day. Uh, man. And of course, yeah. Charlton Heston then walks yeah, in. Yeah, Charlton Heston walks in. No, that, that, <laughs> they swap out. In the, the Wayne's yeah, World 2 satire, that was a total aside. Dude, apes. Um, so, yeah, the whole big Mrs. Robinson, this is where you're getting this different version, this like pre-single version of Mrs. Robinson. They finally playing. changed the song. And the- yeah. while, they're, while he's trying to f- figure out where the wedding is, race his little, you know, Spitfire or whatever the hell he drives. Alfa Romeo. Wedding. Alfa Romeo. To- Actually, yeah. it's Alfa Romeo duetto spider. Oh, a spider. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So mm-hmm. he's trying to find it and then get there the car runs out of gas he's running on foot because he's at a gas station but didn't fill up didn't fill up <laughs> he's in a he hurry not thinking well hey don't you need some gas so then he's running on foot for about 17 minutes it's actually only about 30 <laughs> seconds but it's 20 seconds more than it needs to be <laughs> oh he's still running oh he shows up at running. the church where, like all churches, because there's a wedding happening inside, the, f- <laughs> the doors, doors are, are locked. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a fire hazard, right? The same thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like they, they are when, when like, they want to burn the congregation, that's what they do. They I, lock the doors. I want to believe I've seen that the every, Patriot. Everybody, yep, <laughs> everybody went into the church and Miss Robinson just like casually locked sidled up to the door, reached behind her back. And did the little shoulder twist that everybody does in movies when they want to make it clear that they lock the door, the door, even though they're not doing anything. really, yeah, that's how I believe it happened. But thankfully, the choir loft the slash balcony was open. has a completely different outdoor entrance, <laughs> and that's open. So he runs up to the balcony oh, and gives us the classic, much satired scene where he bangs on the glass and yells because they're down there taking their vows. Yay! Actually, they're Yay! kissing. The w- they are married. Done. So they play, yeah, and they're playing they're the. Uh, they're done. You're done. You're done. And he's banging on the glass. Elaine, Elaine, Elaine. Everybody turns around, mouths some really bad well, no, words. And silent. Bancroft at first is like, he's too late. Yep. <laughs> and then we go quiet, and yeah. everybody's saying, son of a. They're mouthing, son of a bitch. Well, Elaine is looking up at him, and you see her face in ultra close up. This movie loves ultra close ups. <laughs> and she's panicking. You can see the like she looks at her mother, and her mother's mouthing, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> and she looks over at uh, like several other people, and they're all mouthing different things that just angry that he's even here. And then she, all the noise cuts out because she screams, "Ben!" And then she runs to the back. He comes down into the sanctuary, which apparently he had access to. Somehow, yeah. somehow, anyway, right. but I don't know. He just wanted to shout Elaine from the sky. So he comes down and then and like like shoulders into a group of people. He he, it's like Biff Tannen's friends after Marty gets out of the trunk. <laughs> Actually, there's a lot of through lines with Back to the Future here. Uh, grabs a cru- a giant crucifix off the wall, begins swinging it like a broadsword. <laughs> Like well, and like uses it a as a lock when he leaves. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Throws it in the door so they can't get out because he he doesn't have the ability and then to lock it. Sets the church there. on fire. That's right. Oh. No, that, that was in a deleted dies. scene, probably. Oh. Maybe, but he doesn't have his car with him, so their getaway. They run along the side of the road. So the very end scene, right? Yep. Is 
Which is deeper than I gave it credit for. Yeah, they flag down a bus. It looks like a school bus, but it's just like a yellow city bus. <laughs> it's a regular yeah. yellow bus. Yeah. I was like, why did they get on school bus? I don't oh, know, dude, California's to- always been weird. Oh, don't question whatever. it. <laughs> and so they climb on the bus. All these people are like, she's in a wedding dress. He's just like a sweaty, dusty dude. His shirt's and, all ripped up. And they're all thr- you know, thrilled, and all the people it's on the bus are looking at people. him. All, all old people. All old people. <laughs> yep. That's You're the there now. Yep. <laughs> yes. And they're all looking at him like they're crazy, and they go, and where do they have to go? The only seat open at the, the very back of the bus. So they they go back, and they sit down in the back of the bus, and they just look like, oh, we did it. We got away. We're sure we could be together. It's great how there's huge smiles on their face, and then they just Over the course of like a full minute, their faces just slowly just calm down. Just Hers does it. first. Mm-hmm. And then she's kind of, and then his does. And then she looks over at him and sees his nothing look on his face. And then her face falls. Then he smiles again and he looks over at her. And then they both just look nothing on their face. And what do we hear again? Hello, darkness, my <laughs> old friend. <laughs> they joined the old people. Yep. <laughs> he, he met his quest, the obsession yep. that he had for right. the second two thirds of the movie. He accomplished it. Oh, but he still didn't have a plan for happiness <laughs> or meaning. And he yep. burned all the bridges on the way there. Every single bridge. <laughs> so now he's right back in limbo. Roll credits or say the end or whatever you do at the end of movies in the 60s. <laughs> the Graduate. There it is. That's the movie. Dun, dun, dun. That is a crazy movie. Those to be 15, continued? Those, those last 15 minutes can be seen in Wayne's World 2. They can be seen in an episode of Courage the Cowardly Dog. This That whole scene with the Simpsons banging on the chair right, and everything have been, yeah, a hundred things. We're running long. So let's get to the scoring. Yep. Let's do All it. All right. Let's do the scoring. So AFI ranks these based on seven criteria. So number one, feature length, at least 60 minutes long. It it technically yes. meets it, and for Mike, Check. it meets it even better than Star yes. Wars. Well, if, <laughs> if they cut out all the extra fluff, it may may miss it, but... That's why I'm what accepting of the fluff, is because it's only like an hour and a half long, man. <laughs> well, well uh, New Hope was only 121 minutes. Oh, that's, that's, that's two, two hours. That's two hours, yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so long. yeah, it, it meets it... According, uh, if all if the three of us say yes, it meets it, and Mike says it meets it better. (laughs) Technically, we have to tip it to the graduate, baby. (laughs) All right, big old check mark in that column. Then, all right, number two. Was it an American film, English language? Yes, except when there was no language when she was looking back and forth between everybody (laughs) in the church, and they was just mouthing. (laughs) Yeah, there was no language there. Okay, so yeah, check. No, so they tied on those two. Yep. Number three, critical recognition, either in form, formal commendation in print. Well, you're going to have to fill us in on this one. Yeah, I don't know. I assume. What do you guys think? Oh, did it? Did it? Well, there, anything? Yeah, the in uh, critical recognition of the graduate, I think, was pretty favorable. I think if you want to look at the Rotten Tomato score, it's about eighty-seven. I mean, again, it is taught. It is like the one of the first movies you watch in every film studies yeah. class. The that world. Doesn't this mean, is, this that really doesn't mean time, anything though. to me because to you it does. That's just but a bunch we're of about art, critics. But that's a bunch of film art students, you know, jerking off. They're not the, always. Film singing, art students singing in the rain is also there too. Yeah, well, so that's why I get. I don't know. I don't know if you can make the case singing in the rain's taught. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not speaking in a very general sense. I'm saying quite literally, and this is the truth. It is like on the curriculum to study 
the graduate as a film in all the different ways. But is that a part of this? Every film. Is that a, that's that's that, that's, that's not really it. part of this. Yeah. No, no but can, it reflects how critically it is viewed as a very technically. Well, this is film. at the time. I think is I think uh, Siskel and Ebert both loved it. Uh, Ebert says it was the funniest comedy of the year. That was not at the time. <laughs> he said at, of the year. How old of was the he? Year. <laughs> he's he's dead. Cisco and Ebert he's were an not old a bastard. Thing at the time. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, but I think uh, maybe Star Wars edges it out because I think the critical reception at the time was a lot greater than uh, the Graduate. I mean, oh. this. I mean, you're talking about an art piece, so those are obviously going to be a little bit, uh, you know, like how he hates it. You know? Yeah. Right. Given. Yeah. All right. Number four, major award winner. Recognition from competitive events, including awards from organizations in the film community and major film festivals. So The Graduate, unfortunately, <laughs> was going up against In the Heat of the Night. Oh, that, uh, years. that's tough. Uh, that's tough because that movie's badass from yeah. hell. Yeah. That, uh, in my opinion, it's a better movie than this. But, you know. The Heat of the Night is uh, one of my favorites. Yeah. So it was nominated... For Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, Supporting Actress, Best Screenplay based on another medium, and Best Cinematography. And Sidney Poitier wiped them all. <laughs> he wiped them all, except Best Director, because Sidney Poitier did not. Did he? I don't think he directed that. No, he didn't direct that. Uh, it won one for Best Director for in the Academy Awards, that is. They uh, call Star me Wars Mr. Tibbs. seven Academy Awards. Yeah. But so, in in all fairness, Star Wars was just up against a bunch of Ron Jeremy films. So <laughs> wait, what? Ron the seventies was not a good a decade for movies, is what wait I'm saying. A yeah, that's true. Yeah, hey, facts are facts, man. I mean, Heat of the Night. You, it doesn't get much better than the Heat of the Night. I know, and that one, basically all of those categories. That yes, mentioned. Yeah, that movie was yeah. a masterpiece. Yeah, it was a good movie. Not and on our list, but a masterpiece. I know. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't even ranked in a AFI's top hundred until they re-ranked it. That's if you can believe, so dumb. In the heat of the night, they yeah. just weren't paying attention. All right, next one: popularity over time, including figures for box office adjusted for inflation, television broadcast and syndication, and home video sales and rentals. Mm. Well, nothing's going to beat Star Wars, but as a movie, with the with what? the I want to say with the Graduate, it. It's amazing how much that permeated yes. through the culture as far as other movies. Mm -hmm. Both yeah. in mimicking. terms of storytelling, in terms of how actors, what kind of roles they're willing to approach, in terms of like technical filmmaking. I mean, shoot, all the way down to having like a folk band score your movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Very cutting edge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the popularity of Tom, yeah, I, like it was made in 67, so we're... We're seeing still probably to this day homages to it in certain media. Funny you should mention recently, that. Kind maybe. of like, kind of like the movie uh, the the Porkins kid referred to. Uh, the movie. Uh, 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 what, what did I say? Wasting what? honor. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rumor has rumor it. has it that one. Rumor, rumor has, has it. it, which the entire movie is that Jennifer Aniston suddenly figures out that her family was the secret Pasadena family that the book, the graduate was based on. She figures out that there was a guy that her dead mother and her very much alive grandmother who is played by Shirley MacLaine <laughs> stooped. And he was friends with the author of the graduate in high school. And that the whole thing was based on their family thing. And she has huh. to, and she ends up stooping him too, except in this case, it's <laughs> Garrick's favorite. It's not, 
Dustin Hoffman. It's Garrick's favorite actor. Oh, oh, Josh Hartnett. <laughs> Josh Hartnett. <laughs> no, it was Garrick's favorite actor. Kevin Costner, Kevin man. Costner. Kevin Costner. Oh God. Yep. Even worse. <laughs> I don't know if, if Je- are 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 uh, is he and uh, Josh Hartnett in the same movie at some point? Because that movie needs to be burnt. <laughs> Burn it. I, I'm not I might a fan okay of burning with, things yeah. that, you know, art and stuff. But Did Kevin Costner have a, a bit Kevin part Carson. in Pearl Harbor? <laughs> oh, that was the worst was movie a, ever. It's so oh, bad. God. So bad. But, I mean, it just much like Star Wars had fanboys as a meta response to the movie. Graduate mm. has rumor has it as a meta response. You know, even at the beginning, rumor has it says based on a true rumor or based on an actual rumor in the because it's it's like a it was a rumor that the graduate was not a work of total fiction. So they made a movie about what if this is the family that it was experimental in art movies that hold up over time like this. That's hard to be, do. Yeah, it's hard to do. Yeah. Um, can be credited. I mean, I. <clears throat> Does it have the same impact as Star Wars? Probably not. But I mean, the cinematography and, you know, the themes and just, you know, I mean, these, the ladies type boobs. of movie and yeah, a lady's boob, <laughs> this type of movie is, is the, the kind of movie that pushes uh, filmmaking warning. forward. The epilepsy <laughs> warning. Yeah. Boob, boob, <laughs> epilepsy warning. I think this is the kind of film. Viewers with sensitivity to boobs. <laughs> <laughs> This is the kind of film that pushes filmmaking forward. Yep. Yeah. Easily. It, it pushes the envelope. Which brings us to number six, historical significance. Huge. A film's mark huge. on the history of moving image through technical innovation, visionary narrative devices, or other groundbreaking achievements. I say The Graduate was nearly as impactful, like with Star Wars, with all of its effects and everything. And I think The Graduate was nearly that impactful on much more standard film like what we now consider standard, standard filmmaking, filmmaking sure. process and things like that unfortunately and i don't think this disqualifies it but it's marred by the fact that it also used a lot of 1960s tropes that are considered archaic and annoying by okay so, like the zoom and i'm glad that you're yeah. bringing this up because this the one thing that when i started watching this film almost from the start was like this film is very much a product of its time yes very much well, and that's the sixties and, and the seventies. I'm not both saying that's were, necessarily a bad thing, but yeah, I mean this is quintessential sick late sixties filmmaking. To yeah, me. edgy sixties sure. filmmaking. Right. Yeah. Right. So, which is mostly it's not, dumb. It's not one of those things. Like I can pop in The Godfather. Oh yeah. And that that to me is timeless. Yes. This movie is not timeless. It is not timeless. It it helped everybody move forward, but it still dipped its toes in the poison waters. I'm sorry. Well, I think speci- most '60s films are unwatchable. Yeah, not yeah. not most popular films, not most films that have stood the test of time because there are some. I'm saying if you actually go back and go through the, you've never heard of 99 percent of what they released. To me, back this then. is watchable, <laughs> but all it's cowboy awful. movies again. It's product yeah, of its time. Yeah. I mean, if if you want to feel what it felt like in the 60s, this is one of those films. You know, yeah, this I mean, is going to give you a taste. And and again, I still push envelopes because well, one of, one of my criticisms of it is the soundtrack because. I was like, oh, Simon Garfunkel. Why do you hate Simon Garfunkel? I don't hate yeah. them. Mike hates Simon But I hate Garfunkel. the fact that him. Sound of Silence was used as every breaking point 
for two thirds of the movie. It was pretty heavy handed <laughs> given the fact that, okay, we Fair, get no, it. This is how he feels. Very heavy handed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's Sound of Silence for the eighth time. Great. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, there are some. Until you get to the gems. end when there's some. Well, they only bought going like on, three but... songs from them. So. <laughs> are you yeah, Scarborough Fair, Mrs. Over Robinson, and, and yeah, Sound of Silence. I think that's the whole soundtrack. <laughs> Just remix some of them. Yep. Okay, so yeah, Ashley I think Sash. from my my point of view, I think this edged out Star Wars and and especially on the vi- uh, narrative devices because Star Wars was very yeah direct. Star I Wars think, is very yeah. narratively very simple. Yeah, it's obviously a hero's journey, and everything mm-hmm. was explained to me. This was, this one is the they writing was much things. deeper. I I don't yeah. think there's any question there. Yep, I agree. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> how he, how he disagrees. <laughs> I get what uh, the, you're saying, but I don't fully agree. I yeah. what I heard just how he say was I get what you're saying and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I don't I, care. I, I understand you, but you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't you're do it. Wrong. I don't yeah. care. You may not be wrong, but you're still wrong. <laughs> and also you're stupid. Also you're dumb. <laughs> No one likes your face. It's ugly. I'm just yeah. saying. Your face is ugly. What's with your bald head? You your pets are dumb. You color your hair. Damn. What did I ever do to you? You use a razor for six right, months. Before Howie kills us yeah. all, let's do the last one. Cultural impact. A film's mark on American society and matters of I, style I mean, and substance. This is This has had... A huge, yeah, cultural impact. Up I mean, until Star Wars came out, it was bigger than Star Wars' <laughs> impact. Well, and Star Wars is a graduate <laughs> of the seventies. This is this is this is the category that kind of separates the wheat from the chaff, right? Yeah, like this because- is the one where Star Wars usually comes crashing down, right? Hard. Because it's like, oh, forty some odd years later, we're still making Star Wars movies, and we're still but, got merchandise and, and blah 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 blah, and everybody but, knows. Lines from the original yes. stars movies. Right. And, Everybody yeah. knows lines from the graduate. They just don't know they're from the graduate. <laughs> well, I agree. But, I agree. Agreed, but that's why Star Wars is different uh, than just about everybody else. Do you do this category in a weighted format? Because, and I'm just, I'm, I'm saying, you, I'm not saying you do, I'm, but I'm saying, should it be considered? Because Star Wars was an all ages film. The graduate was not, and it was in an age where most films were still. Kind of all agey. I get what you're saying, but even if you separate it that way, I don't think it has that same impact on adults. Really? I don't. Mm. Maybe on filmmaking overall. Sure. But I've, I would still say in that in that instance, Star Wars still has more impact, mm-hmm. man. Are you kidding me? I, I, I mean, Marvel exists today because of Star Wars. This is the way I feel about <laughs> it, it, which is obviously my all own. All of sci-fi exists because of Star Wars. Correct. I feel like well, well I, I mean, I feel yes, like this movie. <laughs> I feel like the graduate has a huge impact on the filmmaking community. Hmm? I mean, uh, it's but, obvious, but outside of that, it has, and for a lot of people, has a substantially reduced. Yeah, substantially reduced from filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. Let's say you don't have an eye for art or style. You may. You may like not like this and make fun of other people who point out. <laughs> yeah, things. I think you might, the last you movie might my that. dad saw when he and, left and before he left. Play it Vietnam. down and tell you tell you that you're stupid. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> call, right. you, call you big. Fat you, idiot. Might, you might do that. Yeah, you're an idiot. But yeah, 
This right. this film so this, sucks, but okay. This is a the time when we do these episodes where we do around the table <laughs> and, and say a do we personally think this is better than Star Wars? And B, do we think it went up or down when they re-ranked the top 100 in 2007? Mm, that's a good question. Okay, so let's see who goes for it. Let's, uh, let's start with Corey. Okay, go ahead. No, it's not better than Star Wars. Okay. However, I think it could have been if it weren't for the fact that it is such a product of its time. And I'm not saying like, well, it could have been a classic, but it wasn't. So I'm saying the 1960s had bad styles bad habits same reason why i'm not looking forward to gone with the wind because vivian lee was a bad actress but they loved her for it then but there had to be people back then i don't know if they were beatnik sitting in a coffee house or what that knew that what they were doing was dumb and it wasn't going to be looked at as timeless it's you know vivian lee's performance is soupy disgusting and in the same sense like there's too much silence yes it's done intentionally there's too much the zooms are so awkward and just gross and technically bad looking. We have evolved. And for things to be truly classic, they can't show all of those old wrinkles of the past. And Star Wars, for all of its faults that A New Hope definitely does have. Aside from Mark Hamill's haircut. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I'm just, you know, in like <laughs> some of the whiny line delivery and stuff like that, because George Lucas is a bad director, Star Wars doesn't. You don't look at Star Wars and go 1979. Like you don't, or 1977. You don't just immediately, you look at the graduate and you're like, oh Lord, the 60s. Oh Lord. <laughs> like it is just, it is exposing its own bosom of the 60s to everybody. And that is not an era that I look back fondly for most films. So Star Wars. Okay. Some Mike, of that. what do you think? I'm going to probably, oh, act, well, for up sure. Or down. Oh, oh yeah, I, okay. I think it went. I think it went down. I think the graduate for all it did, and I, I'm a I'm a defender of the movie. Um, I think long term people are going to care less. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, like Corey, I believe that. Well, it, it doesn't touch touch Star Wars. I mean, just if for nothing else, just the cultural impact. Um, I can recognize and appreciate what it did for filmmaking as a whole. Yeah. And you're right. For the time period that it came out, I mean, that was trash filmmaking back then. Mm -hmm. uh, at that at that point, so for it to stand out and and still be appreciated like it is, and like you said, studied and things like that, um, obviously it has some relevance mm -hmm. still. So I can appreciate it, um, but yeah, it, it, it again, most movies aren't going to touch Star Wars just right. for the simple, <laughs> in, you know, culture impact side of things. Um, and I also believe it went down on the list. All right. Awesome. Okay. Howie loved it. He thinks it's number one. Yeah, me. Whatever. Howie <laughs> <getting good. laughs> what do you think, Howie? No, well, I lay it on us. I echo I echo what these guys say, but um I do want to say, I mean, there's a lot of this movie that I really liked. I played it's got its ups and downs, and I, some of them yes, are really I good. played my I it played does. this uh this uh podcast a little hard on the <laughs> Yeah, I had to balance out the gushing from everybody else. <laughs> we need but the man I on the street. I appreciate that, right? bro. I appreciate. <laughs> but it. I don't. Your yes. face is ugly. Quit coloring your beard. <laughs> but like, like I said earlier, the, like the first half or whatever the movie, I was, I was really into it. I mean, aside from the the sixties tropes that, yeah, you know. But I could look past that. That's not that big of a deal. The sure. story was compelling. It, 
I my butt puckered for at least a good 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, and, but then it got, it, it turned into, like I said earlier, it's like, well, we got different writers for the second half of the movie. <laughs> it's kind of what it felt like to me. And it just, some of it was just, it was, I understood what they were doing, but it was too dumb. Too much of too much of too dumb. There's a lot of whiplash in this movie. Yeah, and yeah, I, there I just, is. It, I, it took me out of the movie. Any, yeah. Anytime you do something to take take somebody out of a movie, which I think is a product of the time, mm-hmm. uh, but then it it lowers the score. Kind of like in uh, another movie that came out around that time, which also featured Elaine Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, mentioned by Porkins there, Kid that's earlier. What you're talking about yeah. Uh, in the middle of that movie, very suddenly we have raindrops keep falling on my head montage. <laughs> what? They're riding That's a bicycle the around the in the dirt to raindrops keep falling on my head. And it's like, what the heck does this have to do with this movie? <laughs> that, is, am I supposed as, to go to the lobby and get a snack now? That's it's as unclear. bad as, as an actor like grabbing a can of Coke and was like, well, it's time for me to enjoy a ice cold refreshing coconut yeah like <laughs> look, look, except look, in wayne's world that's fine in wayne's world <laughs> yeah. well yeah when it's when it's satire yeah. of course but like that was a horrible offense in the middle of that movie mm-hmm. and i and that movie had the zooms and all the 60s trips i don't know this that movie's better than this movie but filmmaking wise not nearly as impactful but just as a good movie way better. I, I will echo what you're saying though this film in some respects doesn't i don't think it figures out what it wants to be because or at I, least in a, in a consistent manner like I, like like the opening yeah. scenes i felt like oh this is gonna be really up its own butt yeah kind of stuff well i i felt it at it, certain points and then it, it took kind of itself felt comedic seriously. and then yeah but the comedy isn't timed it is not timed comedy no. it is not a comedy that is timed in a way that is like math literally down to like a, a, an instinctual mathematic to elicit a laugh from you it's comedy that is meant for you to go oh oh Okay. <laughs> oh, sure. oh. Give you yeah. a little relief from the butt puckering. No. But I, at the same time, you're continuing to pucker yeah, harder. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess the experimental nature of it is, I'm fine with that, you know. So even though it was kind of all over the place, what, is it, what fact, does this movie want to be? I really enjoyed Dustin Hoffman's performance. Yeah, I don't oh, think yeah. we ever yeah, even sure. talked about that. It was so creepy and weird. Yeah, I, yeah. it was. And, and, and just socially awkward. and the social, Especially the beginning when he was extremely awkward with but mrs robinson almost worse when he starts to get cool with himself are you ever gonna what are you doing what are you yeah, doing I well, i'm lounging lazily in the pool yeah, yeah. are you ever getting out of there well right now i'm just lounging lazily. it's like <laughs> shut up dustin off and you jerk <laughs> your parents make too much money and let you spend it all <laughs> so howie up or down what do you think oh uh down okay and i'll say just my two cents i agree with a lot of what you said but for me like i this movie is not rewatchable in any <laughs> anytime soon. Uh, yeah. I agree with that. I, I, yeah. You need to take a while. I, it's I one kind of, of those. Like, I, I'm glad I watched it, but yeah, I don't need to see it. Yeah, like Star Wars, I can watch often. whenever, yeah. anytime, because it's awesome. Especially, yep. you know, Last yep. Skywalker. Is, and to me, this was like a 60s Last version Last of Skywalker. a Requiem for a Dream. It just like made me feel bad about everything that was going on i just don't want yeah, to watch that. it's not a feel-good movie by any stretch and it nor is understand it to be, yeah yeah i understand that that's a credit to how it was constructed to make me feel that way so right. sure yes um, agreed so i'll say at in 1998 when i first did the list came in at number eight or seven sorry when they redid it in 2007 star wars went up to number 13 
The Graduate fell 10 yeah. places to number 17. Oh, oh it wow. is there officially Star really, Wars is better than The Star Graduate. Star Wars True. is better than The Graduate. Sure. And the AFI actually agrees with us. Yeah. Again. It doesn't, yeah. Has that happened that much? <laughs> most uh, of, most just on River, Schindler's List. River Kwai went down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sh- not Schindler's List. They're not singing in the rain. Yeah. Singing in the rain. Uh, they disagreed. Schindler's List, they agreed. It actually went up one place. Yeah. We did agree. Stars. Oh, yeah. 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 Sing in the rain. Just mm. yeah. can we do a follow so up episode time. of Sing in the Rain where we're just mad <laughs> we're just about it more than we were home. then because yeah. we were pretty mad then, but I feel like we were, needed to be more mad. Yeah, yeah, we should watch it again just make ourselves Gene Kelly really, was really mad. Just let so me know when time. you guys do that, then I'm I'll skip that. I'll be sick or something. That you know what? He wasn't episode. an asshole. He was a cockbag. That's what he was. <laughs> okay, sure. sure. So the next installment of. Is it better than Star Wars? Ooh. Will be the movie that put colored movies on the map. Ooh, I mean, movies that are in color. Oh, what? wait, what? <laughs> back we're watching up. Soul Food. I love that movie. <laughs> Ever heard of Al Jolson? <laughs> no, of course I'm talking about the 1939 classic, The Wizard <gasps> of Oz. Yay! Oh, that's Yay. oh I'm so. How, how he's struggling? He's a million like, times. Uh-oh. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the struggle. It's like, oh wait, I know I like that movie a lot. This yeah. is gonna be a this and, and be, oh, I've been watching it my whole one. life, so no, it's gonna be I'm a hard one to correct. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy the whole thing. Picking it apart or whatever, comparing it to Star Wars. It's gonna I be require that we discuss all the myths that go with the movie. <laughs> Absolutely. And the fact that this is one of those, this is gonna be a hard one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because, I'm, I, I having, I am butt puckering. I mean, b- before the years of streaming and internets and videos and all that stuff, growing up, the only time that you were exposed to Star Wars and the Wizard and the of Wizard of Oz, Oz thanks, was on a, giving was on a yearly basis. Yes, around they, Thanksgiving. Yes, yep. right. Yep. Those two films. Those were specifically. Yes. That's amazing. I know. I'm I'm getting chills because it's like this. And Mike, Mike, runtime 101 minutes. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) It seems a lot longer than that, but it does, especially when you're you're like, all right, come on, get on the get on the monkey costumes and storm the castle already. (laughs) Poppies, poppies, we get it. Just put them to sleep, damn it. Oh, <laughs> little, uh, little, little tidbit. Um, before Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, a movie that we have done a podcast about in the past, before they agreed that it was actually the Odyssey, it was originally they looked at it more as the Wizard of Oz, which mm-hmm. is why when they're facing the scene in the Minotaur, the maze is the moving maze of the Ku Klux Klan members, which is based on, the, in the Odyssey, That's the, awesome. the Minotaur, or I'm sorry, the Cyclops no, the living Cyclops. in the maze, not Minotaur. Because, yeah, Cyclops John Goodman with the one eye. The maze. He lived so, on an island in a cave. Who lived in the maze? Minotaur? Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. Anyway, that was, they, that was all, Theseus, that all of Minotaur. them me- messing around Come and everything. On, and the 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 all the the oh they were doing that chant that was actually because an homage to the Wizard yeah. of Oz thing. And when you see them get up and jump and they're like swatting their like yep. uh, their clan rope yep. behind them. <laughs> yes, they are. It is one hundred percent. They're trying the to hide lion. the tail of the lion. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's good shit. Yeah, I like that. Good stuff. Little, little extra pork. Oh my gosh, are we sprinkling. at like three and a half hours yet? We sure are, which is why we're gonna tie this one off. Thanks for joining us. Give us a rating. Join us on Discord, betterkind.com is where you'll find it. I'm Corey over there's Mike. This was a 
We talked a long time about this movie. It's not a movie you can unpack quickly. And Even though I don't want to re-see it, I would still recommend you go watch it. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think everybody, everybody gets one. Watch. Everybody gets one. Everybody, everybody gets one. <laughs> Over there is Howie. I'm done talking about this movie. <laughs> I and believe I, it. I would have been okay if we didn't. <laughs> uh, over there is Garrick. I'm done with Howie being done about talking about this movie. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Got him. We've had enough of your bullcrap. <laughs> Got him. All right. Parsley, sage, rosemary, and jelly. Ugh. It's gross jelly. Like mint jelly, like you put on lamb chops. Oh, like jelly. like on, jelly. on TV still, when people eat still real food. Still doesn't make it better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that savory is. jelly should not exist. <laughs> What's happening? Hello, darkness, my oh, it's for Mike. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. I've come to talk with yeah. you again. I just had a. Had you don't a understand, Howie. For Mike, because this is like the Metallica of music. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> 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 